What is up, everybody? This is Podcast Game Overse, episode 051, first Saturday, November 21st. I am Wasabi Ice Cream, joined, as always, by Rick. You know what I realized, man, is that it's weird, uh, Wasabi and Rick. (laughs) Uh, Do you have, like... Do you have like an online handle? So I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking <laughs> about this too. Um, so my online handle for everything's always been like Rick or Ricky. Um, for my Xbox, Rick was already taken. So I went with Tiny Rick for uh, a Rick and Morty reference. Okay. But I was thinking my Twitch handle is Retrobite when I was still doing that. So that oh, might yeah. not be a bad idea to change it to Retrobite. Yeah, that's a dope name. I remember uh, yeah. a good one I saw was um, DJ Octobit. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is a great on my handle. That was from a. That was from like a web. Like it was a Halo web show. Like I don't know, like a decade ago, where they had it was like a talk show. They would they brought in like the devs of Halo. They like they brought in Marty O'Donnell. And then they would interview people inside the game, like a machinima. That and is cool. That's actually yeah, really neat. I've never heard of that. <laughs> it was called um, This Spartan Life. Uh, I don't think they're doing it anymore, but it was really cool like back then because no one else was doing stuff like that. And then, yeah, they had a DJ. His name was DJ Octobit. I love that. I love that. Um, I'm going to look this up when I when I when we're done with the show now cuz that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I haven't seen it in a while. I wonder, yeah, I I could want to try to check it out myself. But, yeah. Let's pull it up right now. Fuck it. Not like I we have a show to do or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's check it. That's Spartan Life. Uh this Spartan Life. Yeah. I don't know what made me uh Oh, it has a Wikipedia entry and everything. It's on YouTube. Damn, look at that. Yeah, they brought in like um the host name was uh Damien Lassa Damien. The second episode or the, the second video that popped up when I typed in this Spartan Life on YouTube was an interview with Todd McFarlane. Yeah, like, yeah, they had, some, shit. they had some good guests on, man. Uh, they had Marty O'Donnell on and talked about the music. Um, yeah, they have like camera work and everything. This is like a legit, like, yeah, cinema. yeah, yeah. They, they, it was incredible, man. That is, that is really cool. Oh, their last upload was like five years ago. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know, are... man. They could probably they could probably do it again, dude. Like Halo's big, Halo's back, man. It's back on PC. Like, yeah, probably do it again. I mean, they're they're probably on to bigger and better things, but um, I don't know. This 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 kind of stuff is very much a time and a place. Well, you know, like Nvidia showed off that like Machinima stuff for for like GeForce. Yeah. I wonder if if that's something that could be used for for like stuff like this. I don't see why not, man. Like, that'd be cool as hell to see that come back. I remember, uh, you know, Rooster Teeth is, like, the big one that people remember when they think about, like, you know, Halo Machina. But I, but I remember, like, this. Uh, John CJG, his RB and the Chief show was really good. I watched the shit out of that when I was, like, 15, 16. Yeah. 
I remember uh, um, Portal Portal on G4 TV was like a um, EverQuest one. Is that what it was? I, I remember never, that. I never watched m- much of it, but. I've, n- yeah. I've never seen it either, but someone was like, like a friend was describing it to me. They're like, oh, it's like a, a show on TV, but like it's in a video game. And I was like, what game? EverQuest. And I was like, oh, I'll pass. But thank you. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, uh, man. It's crazy. I don't think about Machinima much anymore. Like, not the sight Machinima, just the, like... The art style? Concept of it, yeah. Yeah. It's like a dead art, man, but, like, they... We're, we're in such a better place now for it, but... Yeah, it it's just really seems no one's, as, like, trying to bring it back. Like, yeah. I mean, you could argue Rooster Teeth is still kind of doing it, but they have their own in-house animation team that does everything. Like, hardly any of their scenes are, like, actual, like, in-engine anymore. Yeah, most of it's just animated assets, which is fine. Like it's better production value, but someone should bring this back. We'll talk about this after the show. I think I want to bring this back. <laughs> <laughs> this might be like the fun little like project we can do. But yeah, I had no plans to talk about this. I was just, I was just reminiscing. <laughs> That's fine, man. This happens. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Uh, we got, we do have quite a bit to go over. Uh, as you guys know, we do this show live. So yes. if you want to, you want to call, you want to chime in, say some shit, you know, tell me to kill myself. Lol. You, know, you can do it right here live with us. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash GameOvers. Yep. Twitch.tv slash GameOvers. Or GameOvers.com slash Twitch. GameOvers.com slash podcast. Leave us an email there. We will read your emails live. So <laughs> just know that. Um. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I played a... um. I played some video yeah. games. Actually, I only played one. Dude, last that uh that marathon stream I did, yeah, didn't like hit me until this week. Like last. Oh week. yeah. Like it didn't. It's like I got smacked last week with just like fatigue and like my eyes. I couldn't keep my eyes open. Um, yeah. It was like it was a rough week for me. Um, yeah, that happens, man. People don't think about like. Oh, I could stay up all night and then sleep it the next day. Like, nah, it's going to take you like a week to like get your shit back together. Yeah. So <laughs> I only played, I only played one game and I only played it for like two or three hours. Uh, and that was Bug Snacks. I, I, I did see the uh, Bug Snacks stream. It looks really good. It's getting a lot of attention online. Like, I was expecting it to be like, you know, a talk about game. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of funny that games like, you know, the PS5 launching games like, you know, Miles Morales coming out, uh, the new Assassin's Creed, Bug Snacks is getting like a lot of attention too. And that's, that warms my heart, man. I love that shit. Yeah. It's because this game, all those other games were like known quantities, but this game came out and from the start, it, it was like, what the fuck is that? Uh, and uh, even even going into it, I was like expecting one thing, and then once you start playing, you're like, "Oh, this is like completely different." Like I expected more of a um, like a Viva Pinata out of it, but what yeah. you actually get is like what you actually get is like a Pokemon Snap, but mm-hmm. it's not on rails, so. 
is the whole I am premise... so glad you brought that up because like the whole time I was watching gameplay of it, I was like, this would be great as like a Pokemon Snap like idea. Yeah. Like an open world Pokemon Snap game. Like they'd be perfect for this. Yeah. Kind of get on that. And then there's like a story. Like the whole point is like uh there's a there's like a town that everyone went to to like be out be with the bug snacks and eat them and just live in like this paradise of bug snacks. Which is like they're like Pokemon, but you eat them and then uh they're like a delicacy. And but for some reason everyone there's like an internal struggle conflict in the town with all the townspeople just kind of just hate each other. And uh Lizbet, the uh the mayor, she like leaves to go she she was the one that went out and gathered the bug snacks and she ends up missing for a while and everyone just has everyone just has it with each other and they all leave and so part of the game is trying to get everyone to come back to the town and then you do that by doing tasks for them which is like hey catch mm. this thing and and feed it to me and then <laughs> the 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 catching of the bug snacks is like it's each they're each like their own puzzle cuz you know how in like you know how like Pokemon, Pokemon Snap, Snap. Yeah. where it's 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 like yeah you, you got to find out how to take the best picture and some some Pokemon only come out when you do certain things. Um, yeah, that's exactly how this is. Um, like uh, you can see in the video now, I have to the 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 hamburger. By the way, they all have like awesome names. Like that one's a shishka bug. There's um a frider. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> I fucking. Love the names in Bug Snacks, dude. <laughs> like that is some A plus pun game, and I love it. I love it so much. But um, you get a slingshot. That's kind of like you know how in Pokemon Snap you throw the apples, you throw the the gas bombs. You get a mm-hmm. slingshot here, and then you get different flavors that you can sling out, like ketchup and hot sauce. And so different creatures like different stuff and react to different stuff. So like there was one that was like a popcorn kernel and. Um, they're like super fast. So what you have to do is there's like a jalapeno. So what you do is you throw the jalapeno hates hot sauce. So you put hot sauce on the popcorn kernel and the jalapenos like gets pissed off and he throws fire at the popcorn kernel and then that makes it pop. And then when it pops, it gets really slow and then you can catch it easy. Uh, so it's stuff like that that you kind of have to like mix and match stuff and kind of play with different things and, and see how everything works. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. I like that. And I was reading a lot of reviews and you know, you playing it, the game didn't tell you like most of that stuff. Yeah. Like people, people, so people that don't chime in like, Hey, this guy doesn't like hot sauce. Maybe try pouring hot sauce on the popcorn so that he attacks it and you can get a picture or you can catch it. Yeah, like but I didn't even I didn't even figure that out. Like you just, I kind of just stumbled onto it because, you know, you just mess around with different stuff, and you're like, okay, how can I catch this thing? Well, there's hot sauce plants here. I guess I should fling some hot sauce, and like you kind of just mess around, and things just kind of happen. Like you get um, you get a trap box that you have to like, you have to set a trap and then sling them in the trap. Uh, but when you throw that out, that jalapeno guy, like the trap's made out of wood. So what he does is he throws his fire at the trap and it burns your trap. So you're like, oh, I can't catch this guy. Like the jalapeno is too close to the to this kernel, the, the popcorn guy. 
So I can't just sling him in my trap normally. Like, and then when you get close to him, he runs away. So it's like, okay, how, what can I do that I can catch him from far away or Mm -hmm. make it easier? So you kind of just play around with things and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a puzzle like that. It has like different levels to it. I really like that. That's probably going to be when I do decide to sit down and buy a PS5. Yeah. I think that might be like a, a big day one buy for me. Or actually when I fix my computer, because it's on PC now, so I don't have to wait for a PS5. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one half of the game. The yeah. other half of the game is that you're the whole reason you're there is because you're a journalist mm-hmm. and uh the mayor invited you to like interview people about bug snacks and you know, write a whole thing about bug snacks. Uh but like, like I said, there's this like conflict in the town where everyone hates each other. So the other half is like talking to everyone and like uh, just meeting all the fucking characters. Uh, the the voice acting in this game is incredible. They have like incredibly good <laughs> voice talent. Um, like I don't recognize all the voices, but the one there's one I do recognize. Uh, John DiMaggio was in there. Yeah. Um, uh, he's one I do recognize, and like I don't know the voice talent, the voice acting is phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I've seen a couple clips from it. John DiMaggio is really funny in it. Most but, of you don't um, know John DiMaggio is like Bender from Futurama, Marcus yeah. Phoenix from Gears of War. Yeah, that dude's got uh, Jake the Dog from Adventure Time. He's done a bunch of shit, and he's yeah. great. <laughs> um, so the other half of the game is like. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is going on with these people? Like, everyone's so just weird. And, <laughs> like, there's a character who just, like, who sings everything. Uh, <laughs> there's, like, a like a, a teen brat character who just talks like, gosh, you're total, a total loser. Bummer. <laughs> like, uh, this guy here is, like, a country, like, wrangler, cowboy type of guy. Like, it's all different kinds of characters. And they all just interact with each other in hilarious ways. Um, and from what I understand, I, uh, by the time you get to the end of this game, the, it completely shifts into this fucking crazy, like, dude, what the fuck is going on here type shit? Like, um, so like half of it is about the bug snacks and the other half is about the these insane people. characters. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm interested in, in, in playing more of it and, and seeing that fold out. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see it fold out too. When you play it, I'll definitely come in and watch because it's it is a really charming game. Yeah, and like charm goes, it's maybe hard to believe, but charm little intricacies like that like go very far with me. Yeah. Like funny little things like that, like character moments like that. I love that shit. So yeah, that would be really weird. cool. It starts charming and then turns sinister. <laughs> but I don't, oh, wow. I don't know. I have no idea. So, yeah, I'm interested in seeing that. I, like, can't get over these names, dude. Buffalo Locust <laughs> is great. Cobb Hopper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's some, a Crapple. Yeah. A crab, crab Apple. Oh, my yep. God, that's great. Yeah. They could have just called it a Crab Apple, but no, they had to mix the names together. Daddy Cake Legs, these are fantastic. <laughs> I'm upset there's not, like, an enchilada tarantula in here, because that's, like, perfect. <laughs> there you might imagine, be, like, there, an enchilantula? There, there is something like that. I do remember seeing one of the last things I saw was something like that. 
Uh, there's a praying picantis, which is like a praying mantis made out of Mexican food. <laughs> I love that. Like, this is so... God, like, I just want to read through all of these. These are hilarious. I love yeah. this game already, and I haven't even played it yet. I and then, yeah, there's some, there's some bucks next that only come out at a certain time of day. Um, there's a weather system, so some of them only come out during certain times of weather. Um, like, there's times where you have to go to sleep and kind of try to get there at the right time. Uh, like okay, it's... I was about to ask, like, is the, the the time like real time, like Animal Crossing, or can it be no. manipulated? And you just answered my question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really good. I'm I'm enjoying it, so I'm looking yeah. forward to playing some more. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. When you're playing it, I'll watch you on the stream. I'll sit here, and you can just I could sit here and gush about how funny and charming this game is because I love I do love how charming it is. Yeah. But yeah, so the first part of my playthrough is up on the YouTube, so gamerverse.com slash YouTube. And you know, that's up there, other stuff up there, so you can check that out. Um, I haven't been playing too much, uh, because my computer's broken, so I haven't been playing any of that. I was fucking almost done with Borderlands. Like oh. I was on the last mission with Flack, and I was like, I seriously had one more session and I could have finished it. And then that shit happened. Uh, but I've been playing my Switch a lot, mainly Pokemon. I finally got into the Pokemon DLC. I'm going to admit, I take back what I said about this not being like a console Pokemon game. Yeah. With some caveats. With some caveats. The DLC adds so much to the game that I, it really does feel like a much bigger, like, grander Pokemon game. And there's some really cool things in there that I want to spoil for people who haven't played it yet, but there's some really cool things in there. Um, the Dynamaxing is uh, using full effect in the Crown Tundra expansion. It's a lot of fun. Uh, they added some new stuff in the Isle of Armor expansion that really make the game feel like a more modern RPG with some of the stuff you can do. But my caveat, the asterisk at the end of this, is you need to buy the DLC to make it feel like that. And I think that's fucked up. They should have added the, the, that stuff. If that stuff had been in the game from the beginning, but keep it like a post-game like unlock. Wait, what does it do exactly that's like... So, so... Uh, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it's been out for a while now, so I'm not going to... So, so the Isle of Armor is basically like this giant um, island you can explore, which is basically like a wild area. So wild areas in Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield are these big, expansive, uh, always changing areas. Like the weather can change in them, the day-night cycles change in them. And it's the only place you can actually control the camera, to give you an idea of how big it is. Like it's a really oh. big... It's a wild area is what they call it. This is where you can fight Dynamax Pokemon. Um, where most of, This is where most of like the RPG stuff like comes from. This is where Pokemon can chase you down and beat the shit out of you if they're a stronger level than you. Like This is where all that stuff happens. And Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra are both like giant wild areas. So you're constantly like exploring it. You're finding like Dynamax locations. But what's cool with the Island of Armor is that the whole mission is like you're this dojo and you're completing challenges for the dojo to move up in the ranks. And at the end of it, he gives you like a special Pokemon that you need to train up and then you can take on the last challenge with them, which is like this, um, 
this like Bruce Lee game of death style like tower. And depending on the tower you choose, that Pokemon he gives you can evolve with a different type and different moveset. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff in there that I'm like, fuck, this is, like, really clever. And I wish that was, like, in the base game. Like, the dojo itself, you can, like, upgrade it and make it, like, a central hub for you. You can put, like, a vending machine in it so you can buy, like, drinks and medicine cheap and you put it at a store. Uh, there's, like, an item crafting system in it. I'm like, fuck, this should have been in, like, the base game. And that's just the first expansion. Damn. I just started playing the second one, and it has, like, um, like a dungeon-crawling, like, Dynamax mode you can go through with other people where you fight Dynamax Pokemon with them, and you move through this cave, and you can choose which route in the cave you want to take and which Pokemon you're fighting. And they give you these cool bonuses if you can finish it without getting knocked out or losing. It's really, really cool. And I'm sitting here like, okay, this is what I wanted. Like, a game that changes enough and gives me enough to do that it feels like a different Pokemon game. But why did I have to drop another $30 on the expansion to get that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the base game is kind of bog standard, and the expansions add so much to it. Like, it's worth the $30 because of how much stuff you get from it. But at the same time, I'm like, this should have been in the base game. The fact that it wasn't in the base game, like, really upsets me. Because I wouldn't have been as critical of it if that was there. Even if, like, I had to wait till I beat the game to unlock it, I wouldn't have been as critical. But now that I've played through the expansions, I'm like, this is actually, like, a really fun... This is slowly... I think this might be my favorite Pokemon game. Wow. But the problem is the game asks you to buy so much shit. Because, you know, the expansion is one big one. If you're a classic Pokemon player like I am, you need to buy Pokemon Home to, like, bank all your Pokemon from your older games. Not just that, Pokemon Home isn't compatible with the 3DS. So you need to have the 3DS's Pokemon Bank to communicate with Pokemon Home. If you're doing the math here, that's $30 for the expansion, $15 for a year of Pokemon Home, $5 for a year of Pokemon Bank. Like, the game's asking you to, like, drop dime. Just to transfer your Pokemon from your old generation to this new one, which most of them still don't transfer over, and it, it frustrates me because like if, if a lot of my complaints are still there, but the cool stuff they added rectified it a lot, and I'm conflicted in how I feel about this game. Like it's 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 really good, and I still hold by that if you can get it, if you can somehow get the base game and the expansion for sixty dollars, like that combined does feel like a sixty dollar game. But it's having that buy-in of having to do that and find a way to do that is... It's hard. Because if you bought the game, like, base price, $60 for the game, $30 for the expansion, that's $90. I don't think it's worth $90. But I do right. think all that content's worth $60 for sure. Oh, shit. Maybe uh, maybe they'll get it right next time when they maybe. put out the Sword and Shield W or whatever, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping on. And, like, after playing this, I'm like, if they just take this and, like, improve on it and keep all this content in the in the base game and use, like, expansions and stuff to give us, like, a lot of cool extra shit, like, this, this would be awesome. And I really... I'm excited to see where Pokemon goes from here. But we'll have to wait and see what happens with it. Uh, so, again, I, I, I still hold by that if you can get the game cheap, it's worth picking up, but I want to add the caveat. If you could get somehow get the base game and the expansion for $60 combined, it's definitely worth the $60 at that point. 
Um, also, my Switch Joy-Cons have been fucking up. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened with my blue Joy-Con. Okay, I do know what happened. I think uh, there's been a lot of times where I play Super Smash Brothers drunk with my family. Okay. And constantly, I'm accidentally putting on that uh, that wrist strap. I'm putting it on backwards. There's a wrist strap? And I thought, yeah, so there's a wrist strap you can attach to the, to the Joy-Con. I don't think I've ever used that. Well, you don't have friends, that's why. Um, <laughs> but no, you can attach that wrist strap to it. That gives it triggers. So you can hold the Joy-Con sideways and play it like a like a small controller. Problem is, you know, if you're fucked up like I was, you could. It's really easy to put it on backwards, and when you do that, it gets stuck. You have to rip it off, and oh. that fucks up with the uh, lock on the Joy-Con. Yeah, because those locks are made of plastic. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're made of plastic. Yeah. So it got to this point where when I put the Joy-Con on my Switch, I could take it off without pushing the release button. And it was really hard to hold because it would randomly slip out of my hand. And it drove me crazy. So I went online. I bought this pack of metal locks. And I found a 20, like a 10-minute YouTube video that showed me how to take it apart, swap the locks out. And now it's, it's working like new. Nice. Like, I, why Nintendo didn't put these, make these locks metal when they first released them is beyond me. Because it really does just make it so much better. Like, I mean, the little, little, little snap, like, sounds chunkier. The, the weight still feels the same, so it doesn't fuck with that. Um, and it's, like, it's metal, so it's not going to wear out and, like, get all fucked up. Why Nintendo? Like, I, I feel like you could feel... You could write a novel about why Nintendo, like why Nintendo does what they do. No, you're right. Like that, that fixes that issue that it still doesn't fix the fact that my Switch doesn't have Bluetooth capability, which is fucking dumb. Um, like, do they, none of them do? Or no, none it? of them have Bluetooth. None of them have Bluetooth. I've like, never Bluetooth tried, is not so. a thing with Nintendo. No, well, the, uh, doesn't the pro controller. Nope. They do support their Bluetooth. I, I've used the Pro Controller on my PC in Bluetooth, I think. Not Bluetooth audio, though. That's the problem. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. There's no support for Bluetooth audio, like, at all on the Switch. So if I want to use headphones with it, it's going to have to be wired. And right now, there's not, like, a convenient way I know to use headphones, like, on my couch while I'm playing on my TV. Can't you use the Splatoon app? Fuck you. <laughs> I refuse to use that. I don't have to bust out my phone. So here's the thing that pisses me off. Here we All go. right, you started a fucking thing here. God forbid you have, like, a phone that you need to hook this shit up to. Because even though that only transfers, like, the voice audio, it doesn't transfer the game audio. So what, do I need, like, another set of headphones to, like, hear my game? Or to just have my game come out of my TV so my teammates can hear my game? Like, that's yeah. fucked up. Well, there like, was a whole, the there's a whole, like, breakout box. Isn't there, like, a whole breakout box where you plug... It's a box where you plug the game... You plug the switch into the headphone jack on one side. And the other side, you plug your phone in. Or, like, your headset or something, or whatever the fuck it was. And then it connects to your phone. And then you, you can talk and then hear the game at the same time. Yes, but you, you understand the fucking madness... Of having to deal with that, first off. Second, I have an an iPhone, dude. So imagine (laughs) all that shit on top of the fucking dongles I need to buy. 
that Apple puts out to make that shit work? No, fuck that. Just give me give me a wireless option. Why is that so hard? <laughs> uh, they do sell like third party adapters. You can plug into the uh, headphone jack of your Switch. But you know that's that's a whole other thing I gotta buy, and I'm not ready to do that. It still doesn't support voice chat. If you want to use voice chat, you need to use your phone, which is why I'd I... rather just use Discord, honestly. <laughs> It's why I will never pay for that online service, dude. Um, I will never pay for that. Um, it's not bad because of some of the other stuff you get with it. You know, like the, the free like SNES games and NES games. Like I think it's worth it. For you should that. just get that though. If I just, if I want that, I should just be able to buy Zelda Two. Not that anyone should, but <laughs> I should just be able to buy Zelda Two and then play Zelda Two. You're gonna have to subscribe to a thing and get a bunch of shitty games, and then the three games I actually want to play. How many games on there are shitty? Have you looked at that subscription? <laughs> like, there's some pretty good games on there, and they're there's constantly pretty good adding games to the on there. But look, there's good games on there. But let's be honest here. I'm only, I'm only gonna play like a few of them. Uh, I hear. And the other mean. ones, the other ones, I'm gonna play just because they're there. But I hear what you mean. I know one time they do like release a standalone game you know they, they released a fire emblem for the first time in the u.s and it's like oh five dollars and if you have a switch online yeah. it doesn't transfer like that that pissed me off a little bit do they um can you play those games offline you could play them offline but you need the subscription to access them see that's fucking i i would rather just buy them just if they're gonna take down rom sites and all this shit man just sell me the game yourself and then let me buy the game and then let me play the game. Don't do this whole thing like it's this half-assed thing. I think the system could work if it was more consistent. Because it's that expensive. It's like, what, like 30 bucks for like a year? Something like, like it's that. not expensive. And I got the family plan. So I think I only pay like $40 and it's good for like me, my wife, and my brother. Let me look it up, actually. I don't know. It's just, I, I, I like more more substance. And it's not just that. It's like the whole package, man. It's like, uh, like oh, I can't back up my saves without uh, subscribing to this shit. Or, which, that, you know, that pisses me off, too. Because which PS5 I, I, I does now. Argument. Yes, and that, that's argued with, I've argued people with that. Because, like, PS4 only lets you back up if you had uh, PlayStation Plus, but Steam lets you do it for free. So I don't see why like EA uh, Origins lets you do it for free. You play lets you do it for free. So I, I don't see Xbox why like Nintendo well. can. I think Xbox it does. Just... I'm not sure. If someone wants to fact check that, and correct us in the yeah. comments. Do it now because I'm not going to. I know that. I know that they their their system is like. You don't have to do anything. It just does it automatically. Like you don't have to ask it to back up your saves. It just does it. And then when you load the like another system, it automatically copies your save as well. Um, Which reminds me, I'm glad you brought that up because I did not tell my Switch to back up my Pokemon save. So I'm going to do that right now because <laughs> I totally forgot to ask it to do that. Yeah. 
I don't know. Oh, Pokemon Sword does not support backup via Save Data Cloud Service. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, why am I paying thirty dollars like thirty dollars exactly. a year though? Exactly. <laughs> oh, that that kind of makes me mad. Actually, like I'm really mad now. Yeah, I take I back what that. I said. Fuck Pokemon Sword. Zero out of ten. I forgot that only some games support it. That's fucked up, man. Like that's bullshit. It is bullshit. I'm like really mad now. Yeah. Well, there's your uh, there's your Pokemon hour. Uh, okay. It was more like a Nintendo hour, but. <laughs> yeah, a Pokemon-like game and a Pokemon game. That's. And then we and then it it devolved into bitching about Nintendo, which most conversations usually do. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I can't have a conversation about gaming without being like, but Nintendo, though. <laughs> because they're like the uh, outlier, man. Like, they do such stupid shit, but... And get away with it. And they out. get away like, with it. I think they still were outselling even PS, like, PS5. Or, like, PS5, they're saying, like, record numbers. Like, Xbox saying record numbers. But then you look at Nintendo, and it's like... Yeah, but Nintendo is, like, doing, like, double that. Yeah, it's like not even close like and i'm like who's still buying a switch like who doesn't have a switch already that's what i don't understand is like they're still doing fucking all these numbers that thing's been out since 2017 yeah that's why i don't know who's buying it now like (laughs) i I could say like i know i can't mention this because the because i know someone is getting a switch for christmas because a friend of ours like asked me if they would like it so there yeah. are people out there who don't have one yet who are getting them. I'm not saying people don't have them. I'm saying a lot of people should have a Switch by now to where the numbers should still be high, but like not, you know, 300,000 sold this week. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and you need to compare that to like what the PS5 numbers are doing and, and shit like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you got to like look at, you got to like compare these and Nintendo's still the hotness yeah and it just doesn't make sense which is a cool system man it's a good system it's, it's just a good nintendo system does stupid shit yeah <laughs> nintendo does really stupid shit um but that's that's what i've been playing uh just a lot of pokemon so much pokemon um i'm gonna boot up astral chain again one day because i never finished it so i might play play that again so i have something to like something different to, to go through nice you didn't but, get that uh, that, that's my opinion no, not yet. I am gonna get it eventually, but first, first things first, fixing my computer. Yeah. Well, first things first, buying holiday presents and then fixing my computer. Yeah. I'm probably gonna end up upgrading it. I'll probably just start with the motherboard and tower, and then work on like the graphics card later. Because fun fact, Cyberpunk put out their like PC recommended specs, and even with my like 1060, it's still like in their recommended specs to run at 10 or 1080p. Which, that's all my monitor can handle right now anyway. So I'll probably just stick with that graphics card for like another couple of months. Yeah. Until the 20s just... start to drop down. Yeah. But that's the boat I'm in. Um, on some more gaming news, though. Our best friend of the channel, <laughs> Jeff Keighley, is putting out... No, we're not friends with, we're not friends <laughs> with Jeff Keighley. Can you imagine? Seems like, a, seems like a cool dude. He doesn't look a cool dude. He, I'm sure he talks you, a lot. You, 
Yeah, I think you talk to us too. Um, you two have a lot in common. You're both just fucking sucking off Kojima any chance you get. Hey man, he knows he knows what I know. So, <laughs> uh, but we just got a word that Jeff Keighley uh, had announced the uh, nominations for the 2020 Game Awards, and there's some there's quite a few to go over. We're not going to touch on all of them. Uh, but we are going to touch on quite a few. We'll have some opinions on them, some you might agree with, some you might disagree with. Uh, tell us what you think over in the comments, and then I'll ignore it because my opinion is right. But, <laughs> you know, joking aside, uh, let's talk the the big one. Let's get the big one out of the way, Game of the Year. There's some, that's, there's uh, some huge upsets here, man. Oh, yeah? Cause, so right now, the nominees are Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Goes to Tsushima, Hades. Get used to that. Hades comes up a lot <laughs> in these nominations. Yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons and Last of Us Part Two because, of course, Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Now, what's your upset? Um. All right, Hamtaro in the chat says Bug Snacks for Game of the Year. Ghost of Tsushima is a safe pick. Now, I've played all of these except Animal Crossing. But I know the I know the weight Animal Animal Crossing was like right place, right time, dude. Oh yeah. I mean Absolutely. that is like the definitive if there was a definition of right place, right time, it would be Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um But like, dude, where is Ori? Oh, there it is. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I didn't see Ori on there, and I'm like, oh, Wasabi's going to bitch about this. Where is Ori, dude? I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> that that game is, is is I mean, it's the best game of the year. I'm just going to say that. Um, Again, dude, Doom came out this year. Like, how can you say that? Yeah, but, okay, here's my thing about Doom Eternal. If, you know, we're just going to talk about these. Uh, Doom Eternal is a good game but uh great game not i don't think it's as good as that first one i feel like they they really um dude dude how can you say that Eternals, it does everything the first game did but better man how can no, you no, say no, no, no. that it does everything the first game did but more and i don't think more is is better in this case uh like I don't know, that game just kind of just got overwhelming to the point where there's just so much shit you're juggling, and I'm like, kid, like it just I don't know, like I I would have rather it just stuck to the basics, and didn't give me like, oh you got four tools for this, and then you can switch to, there's 13 different things you can use here, and then you can use this this and this, and if you use a chainsaw and then the flamethrower, and you can switch your flamethrower over to this thing, and I was like, dude. With the grappling hook on this thing, and then I was like, "Dude, it's just so much shit in that game." Where I'm just like, "Man, I just didn't." Um, and then, and then it felt a little long in the tooth to me. Like it felt a little too long. And um, I don't know. I did. I didn't. I've not finished that game. And I don't know. I, I didn't feel the urge to finish either. I have the totally opposite opinion from you. And let me start. Let me start. Part one of my three-part breakdown by saying you're a horrible person. But no, uh, joking aside, um, I see the complaint that there's a lot of shit to juggle. Uh, but I, I like that. Like, I didn't have a hard time doing that. This is coming from someone who was, who's diagnosed with ADD. 
I had no problem juggling all that shit. Um, However, when you you lock it in, it feels incredible. But yes, it does. I just it's I don't know, man. It's just I couldn't. It just it was too much most of the time for me. Here's here's my argument against that. I will take what Doom Eternal did over the alternative, which is giving you like a dozen weapons and gadgets and you only use like two of them. Yeah. Because yeah. like I loved I loved Doom 2016, but my loadout mainly consisted of like the shotgun, the minigun, and I think I never really used grenades. And I just use a chainsaw, whatever. Yeah, the like, grenade, the grenades. Like, I was on like, ammo. Fucking always forget about the grenades, man. Like I don't know. It's it's I, I did I did definitely like not use a lot of tools just because it was like what key was that again? Like what button did I have to hit or how do I switch to this again? Like I don't know. Just... And I hear where you're coming from. Like that's not for everybody. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll agree I'll agree with this. The game is not for everybody. But when that game jives with you, it fucking jives, dude. Like it's when the game feels good, it feels so good. It feels incredible, man. When everything's flowing so well, uh, you're pulling out just the right tool at the right time. You're fucking up demons. Yeah. Uh, it feels really good when to 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 play through that. It looks even cooler to see it happen. Now, here's the other thing. All right, what you're describing about Doom Eternal is what you what what you get from Hades where now okay so you didn't play hades but i did not it's on my list though it's on my list i've i've played hades and what you're describing from doom eternal where i felt like they fumbled i feel like hades fucking nails man like the feel of that game the combat of that game is just so tight man it is it is it is um like when 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 they're talking about Hades, they're talking about that game is like a video game ass video game, man. But like to like the a millionth degree, um, like they they really they were determined to like lock in a uh, a feel for how that combat worked, and they they nailed it completely. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to check it out then. Because you're not the first person to tell me that. Like I've had a lot of people tell me if you like Doom Eternal, you'll really like Hades. Yeah, and, and it's because if, of the game feel it gives you. If there was what like, but here's here's where the but comes in. Um, it's it's that game is like it feels like it does, and like I don't want to shit talk, but when I say this, I'm not saying that there's deficiencies in other places, but like there's a story there and the story is, is very well intertwined with the roguelike systems that are there. Yeah. Like Um, this one thing I've heard is that the story of the game is you're trying to crawl out of hell. And every time like you get killed, you get pulled back down and people remember that they make reference to it. People you've beaten your first run through. Yeah, so will, like, like be there to greet you when you die. Like it's like the constant starting over isn't a gameplay mechanic. It's integral to the story and the plot. Yeah, and even the dialogue. So you'll fight the same like bosses over and over, and they'll give you like a line of dialogue when you run into people. And but 
they, you never hear the same line of dialogue twice. I've never heard them say the same thing twice. Even though I'm fighting the same, it's the same fight, but they always have something new to say. Um, and then that doing that like over and over again still progresses the story um, in a unique way. It's like really cool. The, um, you know, Supergiant, the soundtrack is incredible. Uh, the, the narration's incredible. The voice acting's incredible. The combat, though, is like where the combat is so much outshines everything else in the game that, like, I would say, like, I'm not going to even say what I was going to say, but it does the, it does combat so well that it kind of, like, makes everything else look bad in comparison, even though it's not <laughs> at all yeah. bad. But, like, uh, the combat is where that game's, like, it's just what I didn't get out of Doom Eternal, I got out of Hades. Um, is what is what I'm saying, and I haven't played Hades, so I don't have an opinion on it yet. But that's that seems to be the consensus. So let's finish up with Game of the Year. There's are still on that. So well, these you're, you're these all show up boring. multiple times. So yeah, um, um, not a lot to go over with. Uh, I mean, Final Fantasy VII remake was good, but I don't think it's Game of the Year good, especially at the same year you get games like Hades, yeah, games like Doom Eternal. It's very impressive uh, what they did with that game. Yeah. But you can tell where they like skimped out. Like there's no exploration at all. That game is a straight mm-hmm. fucking line. Mm-hmm. Um the gra- like graphically they do some real good tricks to make things look good, but the only like they spent a lot of time on the characters and like no time on anything else. Everything else looks bad and the characters look good. <laughs> And like yeah, I remember. Like, I remember seeing that. <laughs> they put a bunch of like magic effects on everything to like church it up, but it's not. Yeah, but the soundtrack phenomenal. Uh, that would probably get best soundtrack here. I'm thinking. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. I don't even know why it's on this list. That game is is good, but it's so bog standard. Again, like it's that game and it's Horizon Zero Dawn where I'm like, you like you're kind of just giving it to this by default, huh? Because <laughs> like well no, really. Because like look, it's a good game, but like we're we're like picking at we're picking straws here and then that's <laughs> uh like it's a good game, but you know how I, I don't see how people love Ghost of Tsushima and hate Assassin's Creed so vehemently when they're the same fucking game. It's the same like Horizon Zero Dawn. They love that game and hate Far Cry. It's the same fucking game. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's a good game. Definitely not game of the year, but it's okay. Uh, Last of Us Part 2. I'm not going to lie. I thoroughly enjoy that game. Yeah. I think it, it does is, a lot of stuff right. Um, without question, but, it is the utmost quality, utmost quality in every category. Not going to debate that. But um, when it comes like to the game that's there, I don't know if the game itself holds up. Yeah, I don't think like everything it does it does very well that it sets out to do. But the game that's in it, I mean, we talked about it a lot. If you go back, 
you know, we, we had a whole podcast episode dedicated to talking about Last of Us Part Two, yeah. And there's a lot of frustrating, like, gameplay choices they've made in it that really, like, I think bring the game down a little bit. And people argue, oh, that's the point, though. It's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to send a message. It's a game, dude. Like, you play games. Like, I get the argument games should be more than just games, but... I feel like there's better ways to do it by intertwining. Don't keep the gameplay and the story separate. The beauty of games, you can have them together. And I don't think Last of Us meshes that very well. Does that make sense? Yeah. And again, that game is just on here by default. I really feel like, yeah. you know, like the, the Sony games in particular, I feel like they get, I don't know, like those games put an extra code of like, you know, they put an extra coat of paint on those games to make them seem like they're more than they really are. When in reality, they're just like, you know, the Uncharted's and the, and the, I don't know. They're just, they're, they're not great games, but they're good experiences. Yeah. Like, and I like, know. you know, Last of Us 2, perfect example. Like I, I made this reference that I'm probably never going to play Last of Us 2 again. Yeah, I'm gonna remember that time I played through it, but I'm never gonna play it again. Yeah, and I don't think it's a controversial opinion to say that. I think a lot of people aren't gonna play that game again. Um, again, it's not bad, but you know, compared to like other games out there, like I had more fun playing like Doom Eternal this year than I did Last of Us. And at the yeah. end of the day, shouldn't that be like the measure? unit of measurement we measure our games from yeah i mean there's different components and like if you take the individual components of the last of us it outweighs everything else in the the individual components uh mostly um but when you're talking about when it comes down to like the game uh, you know, I never want to play that game again. Though, like, I never want to play the first game again. That one, like, yeah. stuck with me a lot more. Also, not my favorite game, but like, it's yeah. a lot. It's memorable for for different reasons. But but yeah. So uh, yeah. I didn't play. I didn't play Animal Crossing. So eh, it's okay. It's yeah. not my cup of tea. Yeah, I can see the appeal, but it's not my cup of tea. This whole list is just fucking. I mean. Hades, it out of this list it would be Hades, but I don't know why Ori's not on here. Um, people are upset that Half Life Alex isn't on there. Um, which I you mean, know, you played Half Life Alex. Is it like Game of the Year contender really? Well, I didn't play. It. I don't have a uh, VR. Oh, anymore. I thought you did. No. Yeah. So I would. I would love to play it, but yeah, people were saying that that game is like one of the most incredible experiences ever. And um, I think the problem is that people are in the same boat as me where it's like, they just don't have the time or they don't have the tools right now or they just, it's just a hard game to play right now. Yeah. So it's probably why it's The hardware it's locked to, like that's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, Moving on, best game direction. Now, I've read Best Game Direction over and over again. The exact description is awarded 
for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. I mean, that can mean a lot of things. Like, do we the the list is list is Final Fantasy VII remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half Life, Alex, and Last of Us Part Two. Like, I want to go through this list really quick. Like, do you give it to Final Fantasy VII? For kind of like bucking like the idea of being a one-to-one remake and kind of being a little meta and how it handles the idea of remakes. You give it to Hades for the way it intertwines like roguelike gameplay into a narrative and it actually tells a story. Uh, do you give it to Half-Life Alex for the way it uses VR? Uh, do you give it to Last of Us Part Two for defying your expectations? Like, because all of those can be classified as like, you know, a game direction, but. To, to give an award to one of these seems kind of uh, asinine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, this is a, this is a weird category because it doesn't really, yeah. there's just it's, multiple it's not, things you could say about any of these, really. Yeah, you can even say, like, oh, Tsushima, like, should get it because of the, uh, the Kurosawa mode they put into it. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. When you're talking about, like, the creative vision like that's a game that very much adheres to a very specific vision. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Give it to Ori. <laughs> uh, if I had to pick like one I mean. out of these, I would say Half Life Alex, which I think this is the only category that's nominated in. I think. Um, I think it's in like narrative too. Is another one. Uh, Suraj Panchal says no option for donation um i don't think you're a real person but if you are <laughs> uh uh not give me a nod if you are and then nod sideways if you're not um <laughs> uh but i don't know i would i would say half life alex here uh I don't know. Even I didn't play it. I don't know. I would not be able to vote on this category because it's yeah, just it's so a fucking it's a, it's it's such a loaded question. Like I don't this know. This is not the only. Why. This is not the only uh, category where it's like very open ended. So yeah, so we're gonna have a lot of fun with this one. Um, yeah. Moving on, we have uh, best narrative uh, nominations are Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy Seven Remake, because of course Ghost of Tsushima. Hades and Last of Us Part Two, because of course, again, um, the description for best narrative is for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Again, do you give it to Thirteen Sentinels, which honestly it tells a story as like a visual novel, but the story's really good. It's very dense. There's a lot of story there to like. Do you give it to Final Fantasy VII Remake, which again, you know what I said about the uh, game direction. Is how it bucks like remake trends and it's kind of self-aware of the fact that it's a remake and puts that into the narrative. Do you give it to Ghost Tsushima? No. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I don't think that <laughs> people aren't talking about the narrative when they talk about that game. Do you give it to Hades again because of the way it blends in the gameplay and the narrative so well? Or do you give it to Last of Us Part Two for being so like shocking and different and uh surprising you? with uh the next twists and turns and trying to i wouldn't say succeeds but trying to make you feel sympathetic for the villain quote unquote like it's kind of a loaded question here what to give it to like what constitutes a good narrative out of these games 
Yeah. I out of this list, I would say Hades again. Yeah. Um just cuz like everything that game does is just so well intertwined with everything else. Um I didn't play 13 Sentinels though. So I haven't sure. played it either, but uh the story I've read about is really good. Though I got to and- say Final Fantasy 7 remake is also very impressive just because yeah. it's not just a straight copy paste of what that original game did. They put exactly. a lot of work into like developing those characters like out. Um, that, that entire thing is very well fleshed out. Um, not just that, but like the stuff that wasn't in the original game, you know, the stuff they put in here because it's a remake to kind of throw you off guard, but that stuff is really clever too. And I don't want to spoil the story, but yeah the game's almost self-aware that it's a remake and that's kind of woven into the narrative a little bit that's the vaguest way i can describe it but like exactly how how do you how do you rate that like it's a really cool thing that they did but to throw this general umbrella term best narrative and have me pick between one of five games that all brings something to the table except for ghost of tsushima that's pretty box standard let's be honest here um I don't know why it's in here, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know why it's in here either, <laughs> like, man. Again, that's like they just given it to that game by default, I guess. Because I don't know. See, um, I don't know either. Did, didn't um, what was that game you were playing earlier? Uh, from the uh, from the same. Don't nod. What was that game you were playing? Tell me why. Yeah. See, why isn't that on here? Like that. Everyone talks about the narrative in that game. It yeah. broke barriers for having the first like transgender main character in a video game. Like, why isn't that on here? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, yeah, I would rather that than Ghost of Tsushima, but I also don't like. I don't know. When your when your game is just a narrative, it's um. I don't know. It's kind of it's it kind of breaks the the the. Like, I don't know. It's when you categorize stuff like this, like best narrative, like it 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 breaks because games are so much more like I don't know. I keep talking about uh Outer Wilds. Uh <laughs> if Outer Wilds Outer Wilds will sweep every one of these categories because it's not just a story, it's a game that's interwoven with the story and the mechanics of the game and shit like that. It's just it's that, that's what I want to see. I want to see narrative within the context of the gameplay. I want to see same, like same here, same here. Like if you ever played Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, yep, that's a game where yep. its mechanics and its story are the thing. Like they're interwoven together completely. Um, you just don't see much of that. Like you can just write a good story and have a shitty game. But that's not what I want. I want things to mesh well. So I think Hades, exactly. Hades comes the closest to that. Yeah, and I feel like you're right. Like Hades is definitely uh, based on what I've I've been told of it, what I know of it. It seems like it is the best job. And if we're talking like best story, like if it was a book or a movie, what would grab me the most? You know, maybe Last of Us Part Two, but it's not a book or a movie. It's not just a story. It's a game. Yeah. So, yeah. Depending on, on who, on what you're asking and how you're asking it, it's gonna be a toss up between Hades and Last of Us Two for me. 
Um, and here's another one. Best art direction. For outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Okay, so like four games on here. Three games are on here because the graphics are good. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, and Last of Us Part Two. Right, hold on, uh, though. Hold on, though. Like, okay. So, yeah, you're right about that. Um, But... Uh, you can take off Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's just a game that's like pretty. Yeah. Um, Ghost of Tsushima though has a like it does have a theme and it adheres to that completely. Um, like it has a it has a total vision overall, and it adheres to that. And it's a unique one too. Um, so like I will give it credit for that. Um. But then, like Last of Us Two, like its art direction is photorealism, which it does well. But not only that, but... last I would probably give it to Last of Us Two for this. I'm not gonna lie, because Ooh. there this, is not. And then the two more games on the list here, I wanted because people aren't uh, didn't hear the whole list. Yeah, uh, two more games on the list here are Hades and Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which Sabi was just talking about earlier. Yeah, so the fact that he's giving us Last of Us Part Two surprises me. But let, let's hear your reasoning. Because, dude, okay, look. We 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 said it during the our like spoiler cast of The Last of Us Part Two, which which was um the the work that went into that game, you can fucking see it, okay? It's not like don't don't get it twisted, all right? It's not like I said, the individual components of that game far exceed everything else in any other game. There's not a single another game on this planet console or pc that looks as good as the last of us part two um and i'm talking like the whole package not just graphically but animations uh there's not a single fucking game that comes close to the level of quality of animation in that game um like even like when like the gun porn where you go to a workbench and she like field strips her gun and like does all that shit i'm like dude this looks incredible when you um when you take the ammo out of a gun that's like lying on the ground the fucking uh the the thing pops back the uh i don't know what the fuck i don't know gun terms man but you know (laughs) (laughs) uh like the the level of work that went into that stuff you can tell just looking at it um, it's just on a whole nother level, man. Like that, that is a, that is blood, sweat and tears right there. And it shows, um, like all this other stuff is good quality. Like will of the wisps again, fucking love that game. All hand-drawn animation looks fucking beautiful, but like, you know, I've, I've seen it. I've seen games do that before. Um, Hades looks great, but like, Last of Us just there's not a single game that just looks as good as that or moves as good as it like it's it's that's another level. Um, I I wish PC games would hit that level of quality again, but no one's no one's doing that. I don't think anyone's getting the the Sony money to pull that off either, though. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know that Last of Us to me is a shoe in for this category it like i don't i don't hearing what um, you have to say like i i agree with you now like i looked at it it's just like 
Like if the, we're talking photo realism, count as art direction. But here, what so you much, have to say, like the not so much the 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 way it. Uh, I mean, yes, the way it looks, but technically, the technical achievement of that game is is just a whole nother level. I mean, that's a, a different planet, man. I, like that's there's nothing that touches that. Um, like on a technical level and just on like a visual level. Like it's not, it doesn't, you know, it's not unique in the way it, the way it looks, but it's unique in just the level of quality. Got the polish, the spit shine on it. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, this is a category where you can go any direction, but that's, I mean, I think that one, that direction far exceeds everything else here. In my opinion, I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, no, I hear uh, what you mean. I agree with you. I hear what you mean. I, I agree with you now. Now that you made your point, yeah, I, I agree with where you're going with it. Um. So yeah, I think that settles it. <laughs> Last of the <laughs> two, that's our direction. Honestly, I was leaning more towards Ori and just the way the graphical style, but when you look at like the sum of its parts, like everything that went into it, not just the photorealism, like you said, the animation, um, the way yeah. the environment interacts off each other, like that is really impressive. I mean, look, I hate, I fucking hate award shows because you're not like, first of all, it's a popularity contest. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. And then the second thing is they're not really like honoring these games. If they were, they would tell you why they're nominated. They would give you like a little short clip or something that shows exactly why this is in this category. Yeah. Um, because when you just look at a fucking, a, not even like, not even a screenshot. It's just like, like a cover photo of the game. It's not even like, there's nothing here that says this is why this is nominated. Um, yeah. You're not really honoring anything. It's just, I don't know. It's like a, now, Here's this next one that I wanted to go over. This is one I was kind of excited to talk about because I have a controversial opinion on uh, on this next subject here. Best score in music. Final Fantasy, move on. So here's the thing. For outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and our licensed soundtrack. I don't think licensed music should be categorized <laughs> in it, but whatever. That, that's uh, my opinion a, on it. It could be like a use, like a unique use of a licensed song. Um. Like, I don't know, like when you're playing, uh, when you're playing, uh, uh, Saints Row and not saying this is groundbreaking, but like you're in the car and then like the radio comes on and then they're like, the characters like singing along to the, uh, sublime soundtrack like that. I don't know. That's a moment, I guess. But now, now if we're talking like just pure music. Yeah. Let me read the nominations first. We have Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori, and the Will of the Wisps, and Last of Us Part II. If we want to talk about how the music is used, I will argue that Doom Eternal, with the way how the music changes with the gameplay, if you're kicking ass, the music changes with it. If you're getting your ass kicked, the music changes with it. If you're like on your last legs and like you barely manage to pull it around and heal yourself, the music will change to reflect that. Like, that is intense, and the music does what it's supposed to do. It sits there, and it builds you up, and it makes you feel like a badass on top of the way everything else is playing, on top of uh, when you're killing demons, you're shooting them, you're cutting them up. The music is there to back that up and um, and enhance that feeling. 
So that's why for me it's going to be Doom Eternal. Yeah. But for you, why is it Final Fantasy VII Remake other than the songs are pretty? <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. The songs are pretty. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's that and just, I don't know, the way it makes you feel. It's just, I don't know. Like, I was not super huge into Final Fantasy VII, but I still got a nostalgic kick out of what they did in Final Fantasy VII Remake is that um, they remixed all of those songs. Like, they totally yeah. redid all those songs. So And then they added, like... They put them in different genres so like they have a jazzy version of one song and then they'll have like um uh an edm version of another song and then like a hip-hop version of a different song and it's like oh wow you didn't just go and just like remaster the music you like went out and just redid the entirety of the entire soundtrack um and like it nails it like it it's like really fucking good uh okay yeah, so um, it had me diddy bop. Every time a thing would come on, I was like, dude, this shit slaps. Like, if you go back to, and look at the chat logs, I don't know how many times I put the slaps emote, but, like, <laughs> I was like, dude, this soundtrack is fucking incredible. Okay. So I'll give you that, then. I don't want to discredit you by saying the songs are pretty. Yeah. But that's that that's uh, that's something to consider. Like, And this is why I don't like award shows because <laughs> what are we awarding here are we awarding the best use of music or just the best music what justifies it how well the song fits in with the narrative or because the song's pretty or like what is it um that's what drives me crazy um but that settles it for us so for me it's doom eternal for you it's final fantasy 7 remake uh, now here's the next one which probably fits doom eternal better but i still have some shit to talk about with this one uh, best audio design Last of Us. Well, hear me out now. <laughs> best audio design. Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. You have Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and Last of Us Part 2. Now, Easy. if we're talking audio design, again, you were just talking about how Ghost of Tsushima was able to create this feel. Like, it feels like a samurai movie. And it does that. The way the swords, like, hit across each other. The way, um, you know, you hear like blood and bone getting cut or cut bone and meat getting cut through when you slice somebody, you know, that 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 quick sound like you get. It's it's really good. Uh, the music, the way it complements it. But what defines like in-game audio and sound design? Because I can give it to Doom Eternal again for the way it uses music. Or you can give it to Last of Us Part Two because of how well it does use audio. And you can use in-game audio cues to track people down, to see where someone's coming from, or just listening to guys who are looking for you, uh, how they talk to each other. Like, that's that's phenomenal. Like, it, it it's crazy how well that game works. Like, um, I've used uh, I've used the game audio to, like, play through it, and it's, it's a phenomenal experience. But again, how do you justify, like, what constitutes good audio design? I'm not even talking about, like, uh, see, this is this is another one where it's, like, I, I don't like, yeah, these games use audio and to accentuate what's happening in the gameplay. Sure. Well, that's what a game's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. The last of us goes above and beyond where it, it puts, it adds detail where you didn't fucking think 
where you'd never notice it before. So like, remember we were talking in the spoiler cast, um, the fucking breathing in that game is yes. just fucking intense, man. Everyone's just heavy breathing all the time. And I'm like, I don't know. It just kept me on the edge of my seat where I'm like, dude, she's like breathing so hard. I'm like, I'm breathing hard because she's breathing hard. And I'm like, dude, why are we breathing hard? <laughs> like, it's yeah, just, and the, way, the way it plays that back to you, like if you're playing with headphones, like it, it's crazy. I was playing with headphones and when she was breathing hard, I felt like I was breathing hard the way the yeah. audio was like mixed. Yeah. And that's just one, like, that's just one piece of audio. I mean, we can talk yeah. about like everything. Dude, they, the Foley sounds in this game are just, Phenomenal. again, again, this is, this is a, they, they, in, in the individual categories, the last of us part two far exceeds everything else because it just goes above and beyond the, the, the level of expectation that every other game sets. Um, and I don't know. I had I recognize it for that. Uh, even though, even though it's not you know, even though it's not the best game overall, the individual components are like you can tell they put the work in. Yeah, um, it's it's the detail that you respect in Last of Us too, like the level of detail in everything yeah. they do, the audio, the video. Which I didn't want this to become like a Last of Us hour, but it kind of did because the Last of Us did do a lot this year. Look, it was the same like discussion. last year. Last year, um, Death Stranding, people were like upset, you know, like Death Stranding was a game last year where there was a lot of like controversy, but you can't fucking disagree that that game's individual components uh, it outshined everything else, man. Um, like it's the same thing here at The Last of Us. Like that, this game's has quality in every area, um, you know, except the one where it matters. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't know. You have to at least big be big enough to recognize it. And I mean, if you like disagree, then that's that's one thing. But I don't know. I I, I recognize level of quality in that game, so. Like audio design, easy for me. The Last of Us Part Two. I agree, and Last of Us is actually my pick too. Um, now, best performance. I know Last you want to give it to Last of Us. I know, I know, but hear me out. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. Awarded to an individual for voice for voiceover acting, motion, and/or performance capture. The fact that Logan Cunningham is on here for Hades is impressive to me that he even got nominated because there's no there's no motion capture at all. It's all vocal performance. Yeah. Which is really good. Not his not his first nomination. He's um No. He was in uh he played he's been with uh well he's been with uh Supergiant Games forever. He did the um He's in everything. uh, He's the the narrator. Yeah, he's a narrator in uh, Bastion. He's yeah. um he's the transistor in transistor, and even in he played a shit ton of characters in Pyre, even in Hades he plays uh Hades, uh Poseidon, uh the narrator he plays a ton of characters in uh in Hades and that's something I wanted to recognize because I know these other games are gonna sweep this out that's something I want to recognize that you know Laura Bailey just played Abby Ashley Johnson just played Ellie. You know, Daisuke Suji just played Jin. 
and um, Najee Jetter just played Miles Morales. But the fact that Logan Cunningham has like he's like a fucking chameleon. He can play all these different characters. Yeah. And you don't even notice it. Like that's something I wanted to recognize. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about that character that they played. And we have two nominations for Last of Us. We have Ashley Johnson as Ellie and Laura Bailey as Abby. And honestly, I don't know who to give it to. Like those are the two Ashley that Johnson. are gonna be tied for me. You think so, Ashley easy Johnson? For me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, why? Why? Uh, just for like one scene, the one scene, uh I mean, you know, I, I don't know if we should say the 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 scene. You know which one I'm talking about. The one. I know. Uh, I know what you mean. Um, dude, the emotion that um so like okay, the emotion flying out of that scene was one thing, right? Where I was just like, dude, this is oh my god, the, the like the the places you have to take that she has to take her mind as an actor to get into, I don't know, to get into the, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't even know. So the, uh, hearing her describe what she had to do to actually get into that zone, like later on and, and, uh, like interviews, I was like, like I was tearing up just like hearing her describe what she had to do to even get into the character in that moment. I was like, and even in, in the game, I felt it. I was like, dude, you, you like this is incredible. Incredible. I mean, she she carries it all the way through the entire game as well. But yeah. Um, it was just that well, that one moment I was like, dude, this is like you're you're like this is like your like breakout before like if this was like a movie, <laughs> like you would it would it would be Oscar like that would be an Oscar performance right there. Okay, like, I'll give you about- that. Um, if we're talking about that scene, and I, I haven't read the interviews, but I know where you're coming from. Yeah, because I felt the same way. It's very like, it's very emotional, uh, guttural, like almost animalistic the yeah. way she reacts, and it's it's a hundred and ten percent like believable. It's almost scary. Yeah. Um. And that and that goes back to what we were saying earlier. That combined with the other stuff the game did, you know, the graphical fidelity, the art direction, like that all combined with Ashley Johnson's performance, just beautiful. Um. Um. Laura Bailey too. I I love Laura Bailey, but yeah, me too. She, she didn't really have any moments that let her shine like that. You know, like she does have some good moments, but she didn't have any that let her just fucking push it out. Um. Like they really let Ashley just push it the fuck out right there, and I that's like just that one moment outshines everything. I mean, I don't even know why Ghost of Tsushima's in most of these categories. I mean, it, that game just does not like not to shit on that game, but like, come on, <laughs> uh, um, like yeah, again, last of yeah, Ashley, Ashley, all the way. If she doesn't win this, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> I, I I think I think I don't think we have to worry about that. <laughs> I think she is gonna win this. No, but you um, know how people feel about this game, man. Like they will try to anything this game is associated with, they will try to fucking destroy. And I'm like, no, there's great things about this game. Like, don't let's not, you know, say what you want about like the story itself or the gameplay. The individual components here far exceed everything else. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, now, here's here's one. I don't know enough about this category or the games in it to have an opinion. Uh, this but category have, is uh, trash. Games, uh, games for impact. Yeah. Uh, for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Um, I haven't heard of... I don't understand how these games had a pro-social <laughs> meaning or message. Tell me why I get Tell me again, why I understand. Again, see, that's the problem I have with like award shows is they don't fucking they just throw the names at you, but don't tell you why they're nominated. Like if you don't know, like you could be swayed. Like if, if they put up an argument for these games, you could be swayed to be like, oh, you know what? That actually sounds pretty important. I, I will vote for that um, instead of the, the game I did play because this one actually sounds more impactful. But they don't they don't make the argument. So you really have no fucking clue unless you played the game. So I will give it to Spiritfarer. Um, oh, okay. And we should we list the games out. Um, if Found, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spiritfarer, Tell Me Why, and Through the Darkest of Times. Um, now, I played Spiritfarer and Tell Me Why, and I've only heard of Kentucky Route Zero. And I have not heard of these other ones. Um, but Spiritfarer is like the game you wish uh, Animal Crossing was. Like, um, you you play like you're the you're the ferryman, so you're you're like taking the souls, um, and like taking them to your ship, and then just like taking care of them. Uh, until they're ready to go to the other side, and um, in those in those moments when you're with them, you you feel a real um, connection to to um, everyone you meet in a way that you don't with like an Animal Crossing. Like an Animal Crossing, they just kind of exist, and then like you know, I think they'll like remember your birthday only because they're like programmed to or whatever the fuck. Like, um, and this was like um, I don't know. You feel like a genuine connection. Uh, with the spirits that you take on your on the ship, and um, I don't know, it's something you don't get from a lot of a lot of games. Now I don't know what like the category is called games for impact, thought provoking with a pro social meaning or me- there's a real, no real message to Spiritfarer. Um, so I don't know what like the category is here, yeah. but like tell me why it doesn't really have a message either. And that was the other game I played. Um, like other than the main character is transgender, but they don't really like make any statements about that. It's just kind of just, it just kind of just is. Um, I mean, when you get down to the the actual like uh, story that's there, that's nothing to do with any pro social. That game doesn't say anything. Uh, so, <coughs> which. <coughs> The hiccups. That's why I interject with just because a game has or a movie or TV show has a gay character or a trans character, anyone in the LGBT community doesn't mean that they have to have something to say. They can just be characters. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying like every game that has someone who's like uh non-white or LGBT that they, they have to have a message to it. Um, but at the same time, like why is this in that category? if the point of that category is that it does have something to say, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, if you're in that category, there's something to say about it. But from what you told me, if what other people told me, tell me why it doesn't have that. It doesn't have a reason for that. Which, again, is fine. It doesn't have to have a reason. But it does need to if it wants to win that award. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it pops up with, like, small stuff. Like, tiny, tiny, you know, where they hint at a thing. Or, you know, I mean, the transgender stuff. Like, they'll, they'll hint at things happening around that but it's never anything substantial or significant um the story is not about that at all <laughs> not even close <laughs> yeah uh, so um so yeah. spirit fair well i don't have a vote in this but uh spirit fair is a uh, sabi's vote yeah then we have uh best ongoing now this is another tricky one uh, it's awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. We have uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Now, if the point of this is evolution and continuing development of ongoing content, I would argue that No Man's Sky has more of that. I'm not just talking about like yeah. vanilla No Man's Sky to now. Just in this last year alone, with their latest expansion, has added so much new content to that game. Yeah, you know what has Fortnite had? You know, like Marvel. You know, some some marketing stuff and some in-game like concerts. Yeah, Apex Legends added some new maps and some new characters, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Destiny Two added more content to the existing game, but it didn't change anything. Uh, they actually, Destiny 2 has actually evolved a lot. They completely redid the armor system. There's like a whole Just like this year alone? Mod system. I don't remember if that was this year, but I do because know. Because that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm arguing is like just this year of 2020. Yeah. I think No Man's Sky has had like the biggest like. It's definitely No Man's Sky. Evol- evolution. Yeah. But yeah. you can make, you can make the argument for Destiny and then all these other ones are not mm-hmm. at all. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, just adding more content to it, that's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not complaining about that. But if we're compare, if we're stacking them up against each other, like, No Man's Sky is just, it's gone above and beyond what it needed to. It added more content that completely changed the way the game is played. Um, whole new gameplay elements, and uh, just so much has changed for yeah. it. Like, but also Destiny 2. I think you don't follow, yeah. Destiny is not as loud about it as No yeah. Man's Sky. Because like No Man's Sky is a real like had a real turnaround, but Destiny is they you know every time Destiny comes up in this podcast, I talk about it and then everyone's like mm-hmm. salty on it. I was like, no, 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 no. Like it's not you, <laughs> it's not how you remember it. They like that game changed a lot. So um, I'll have to give it a try then. Um, I'm still gonna give it to No Man's Sky. Yeah, it's definitely No Man's Sky, but I'm just saying there's an argument to be made for Destiny. Yeah. So if anything but those two get this category, huge upset. I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, I'm gonna be yeah. pissed. But it's a popularity contest, so it's probably gonna go to Fortnite or Apex. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, for not Call of Duty, like, maybe Fortnite or Call of Duty. No we'll Man's see. Sky is another one of those games where people love to hate. So, like, yeah. I, I feel like it doesn't get the the dues it's deserved. But that was a real turnaround. So. Um. Next, we have best indie. Now, the list here is interesting. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> best indie for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Um, we have Carrion, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Splunky 2, and Spiritfarer. Which, what are we giving this award to and why? You know, Splunky is a good roguelike, but so is Hades. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost convinced to give it to Fall Guys just because of, like, what it was able to do with the Battle Royale genre that was already, like, oversaturated. Yeah. But it was able to flip it on its head without the big budget that these other, like, you know, it doesn't have Epic money. It doesn't have uh, EA money. It doesn't have... Um, uh, Activision money, but it was able to make this game that I think competed with those other battle royales. So, like, what do we give this, or do we just give it to the game we thought was the most fun? You know, like, 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 what decides best indie this year? And this is why, like, I'm having a tough time deciding on. Yeah, uh, I will say, um. If I'm if I'm if I'm putting lasting appeal, uh, uh, if I'm if I'm w- putting that towards weight towards these games, I will say I f- I fell off of Fall Guys, mm-hmm. pun intended. Um, <laughs> I fell off of that game pretty fucking quickly, um, and so did the rest of the internet. I mean that game's like not even. You know, you it was the top on Twitch for a while. Now it's like the third row, if even. Um, you know, there's still a lot of people playing that game. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I feel like it just came and went uh, very quickly. It did, and the fact that like, and that should be a testament to it too, is the fact that it was able to come in how it did, and basically eat up, you know, Activision's launch, Epic Games' launch. Um, you know, compete with those other big, like, Battle Royale games, like, come in and just sweep them out for a little bit, even if it was just for a couple weeks. Yeah. Like, should that... Like, that's, that's why it's so hard to pick here, because if we're just picking, like, like the funnest game, it's probably going to go to Hades, if we're being honest here. Like, that game's getting a lot of attention, people are still playing, people still like it. But yeah. I, I wanted to bring up, like, what Fall Guys did, even if it didn't last, like, what it was, the splash it made when it did come in, I think is worth mentioning. And then, yeah, Carrion and Spiritfarer, they're both very unique games. Yeah. On their own. That's another thing. That's another thing. Do you want to give it to the uniqueness and creativity of it? Because if we're honest here, like Splunky and Hades, they're not unique in the sense of like, they've never been done before. Like how many indie roguelites are there now? Yeah. You know, how many, uh, how many games has a uh, super giant made? You know, action games that are similar to Hades. Like, you know, they all they kind of follow the same style. Um, so that's why, that's why it's hard to, like, what defines best indie? Like, what are we, what are we looking at here? Yeah. Like, that's why it's so tricky. Um, I don't have an answer for this. So <laughs> I don't know if you... Hades. Do. It's going to be Hades. Hades. Well, Hambo in the chat says Fall Guys. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. I mean... If 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 this if the voting like happened like two months ago, it could have been Fall Guys, but I feel like the steam has just died on that. 
you know? Like, doing it yeah. like now, I think people have, Fall Guys kind of just came and went. People have I'll give going. you that. Um, I think Hades is going to get it, too. But who do you want to see win it? Do you still want to see Hades win it? Or do you think, like, some other game deserves it? Hades? Hades? Hades. I mean, yeah, Hades. you're saying, like, something that's not in the, like, not in the nomination? I mean, up to you, man. Like, if you want to go out of nomination, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Well, we do have, you know... We do have this thing called the Game Overse Awards, where yes. we do uh, we do uh, give awards, and we do we do winner and runner up, so that makes things a little mm-hmm. easier. But so I don't want to go do too deep because I really gotta look at my like I really gotta look at a list to like remind myself of everything I played. But yeah, um, same here. So yeah, without without um. Yeah, without looking at the list, I, I would say Hades, yeah. All right. So Hades gets it. The uh, rest of them are things like best mobile game, best community support, best VR, yeah. uh, innovation, accessibility. But there's two, there's three more I want to go over because everything after that's just like, you know, sim games and esports, esports coaches. But yeah. there's three more I want to go over, so I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Uh, we have best action for best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. You know I'm going to give it up to Doom Eternal. So, <laughs> But the nominations here are Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. Which, good games. All of them are good games. I'm going to give it to Doom Eternal for the reasons I listed previously in the show. Yeah. And yeah, what about you? And you know, you didn't play Hades, but see, I'm yeah. I'm certain if you played Hades, you'd be like, dude, this is fucking incredible. Um So Yeah, I would yeah. say Hades. You know, I, I think mean, I'm going to pick up Hades. I'm probably going to pick that up later today or tomorrow then cuz like, I I need talking, to see the rip and play it. If you're talking like combat, dude, like that game is just man. I mean, oh God. I mean, that that game does one thing perfectly, and it's the combat. Like, everything else you could say subjectively is good. Like, you know, it's my opinion that this is good. But the combat is like, you know, you, you know. You, you play it, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, this this is what the game is. <laughs> um, Hambo says Doom for action. Well, you must not have played Hades because... Uh, <laughs> Doom is great. Like Doom is great, but the things that I didn't like about Doom, Hades fixed. Like And see that's the thing. Like you say like you didn't like about Doom, but I I did. Like I did. Then like if you if you did like it, if you did like it in Doom, you'll like it even more in Hades. All right. All right. I'll I'll give it a try. Um I have like a $5 gift card. Hades is like what $25 on the eShop right now. Is it? I forgot it was on Switch. Yeah, see what me says. Well, I could do that on my PS4, but I'm not going to play it on my PS4. I want to play this shit on the go. (laughs) Um, But I'll I'll look into it. Uh, You convinced me. I'm going to have it in the next couple days. Hopefully by next week, I can talk about how awesome Hades is. 
Um, awesome. After that, we have a uh, best action adventure. Um, for the best action adventure game, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Uh, we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and Last of Us Part Two. Now, do we? I'm going to eliminate this right now. I don't think Last of Us Part Two had the best puzzles. Let's be honest here. No. Like, Traversal was okay. The sections that were kind of open were cool. Finding, like, logs and environmental storytelling was really neat. But I would argue the... Cool physics, but I'll argue the physics and Fallen Order and the puzzles in Fallen Order were more interesting. Did that game come out this year? I don't remember that game at all. (laughs) It came out, like, very early this year. Man. Um, I played at a buddy's place and I felt like it felt like Dark Souls, Star Wars mixed with Zelda. Yeah. Which like that I like that. Uh, but then you know, World of the Wisps had a lot of really cool combat puzzles that I saw you playing through that were really neat. I mean, game of the year, so um uh, I'm gonna have it... to give it between Jedi and Will of the Wisp, if I'm being honest. Wow, that's that's me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will say I enjoy Valhalla, but it's not you know, it's an Assassin's Creed game, and so is Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know why that got so many nominations and Valhalla didn't, but Valhalla is a way better game than Tsushima. But you know, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> neither, neither of them should win in any of the categories they were in but um Miles Morales is like that game like just came out I feel like no one's really played it yet like no one's really talking about it so that's a hard one to really say for certainty yeah uh, but um all um, the wisps that's a uh that game is that game is fucking phenomenal. So <laughs> I hear you. And um I will play it one day. That day is not today though. Yeah. Um next we have best role playing game. For the best game designed with rich par- player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. We have FF seven remake, Genshin Impact, Persona Five Royal. Wasteland 3 and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Let's get this out of the way. Um, Final Fantasy 7 Remake was a little too linear, I think, to win this award this year. Yeah. And the, um, I don't know, just like the systems in that game were not, the systems in that game were not as fleshed out as like, it kind of didn't make sense how... Mm-hmm. Uh, like you, you have material. You can slot material into your weapons, and all the material levels up individually. But it really doesn't encourage you to kind of switch everything up. It doesn't make it easy to switch it up, first of all. But it doesn't really encourage you to switch them up either. Um, so you kind of exactly. just get locked into a play style based on whatever the fuck you have at that moment, and that's just what you use. And then it'll take characters from you um, during certain parts of the story, and then you're like uh-huh. fucked. Well, it'll give you all your shit back for the characters it takes away, but 
Yeah, I, I really didn't. If you're talking about like character, like just straight the numbers game in that and like developing how I'm going to use my character, uh, there's none of that in this game. Like it's an action game. Like I feel like yeah. they should have just got rid of all the RPG shit and just made it a Devil May Cry game because it would have been so much better. Instead of just I would have bought that did. day one if that's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I played the demo. And that was a big complaint we had with the de- when the demo when I played it. I was like, it's 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 trying to be an action game without committing to it, and it's trying to be an RPG without committing to that, and it's in this weird middle ground that doesn't please anybody. Yeah, at least in my opinion. Um, if we're gonna talk like just straight player character customization progression, I got to give it to Persona Five Royal, which I did, which I did play this year. Now, and it did okay. Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. Come on. Uh, you know what I'm gonna say. Uh, this game came out already. Why is that in this list? So, Royal adds a shit ton of content to this game. Is it significant um, enough to consider it a yes, new game? Okay. Yes, dude. It completely changes how the game... You have two new party characters, um, a whole another new list of competents with their own abilities that can add to your uh, your game. Uh, like something like 30, 40 hours of content, new dungeons, uh, new demons or personas. I forgot to call personas in this game, not demons. Uh, to fuse and abilities to combine. Um, even the bosses you've already fought have all been tweaked. So even though you've already fought them, they are a different boss. Uh, there's new mechanics for the, even the dungeons you've already gone through, they've added new mechanics to traverse through them. Like it feels like it doesn't feel like the stuff was tacked on. Like this feels like from the beginning of the game, it was interwoven perfectly through the whole game. And it's, it's really crazy. If we're talking strictly character customization, you as the player can have like a whole, like 11 personas you can choose from and you can control everything down to their stats, their abilities. And if you fuse them with other personas, what abilities you get from that, not just that, but you have a whole team of party members who all do level up um, and their stats are leveled up automatically, but the abilities they have are all your choice. And depending on your progression with that character, they can unlock new abilities. So even if you and I like played the game the same, and we had the same team at the end of the game, but I hung out with my characters more than you did, or you chose to hang out with one character more than another, we can have a totally different team just based on the abilities that they have from hanging out with them. Like this game, if we talk character customization, this game pushes that to the extreme. And it is a huge enhancement over what Persona 5 did. So that's why I think justifiably, even though it came out already, quote-unquote, the extra stuff you see in Royal is definitely worth like the buy again for this game. Okay, because the, the upset in this category is that that game is here and that Xenoblade game that came out is not. And I see the complaint there. Um... Especially since like Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is, I will argue, has done more to enhance Xenoblade than Persona Five World did to enhance. Um, yeah, Persona and it Five. It adds new. It adds a new. Uh, yeah, like some new chapters as well. Exactly. So that's why, like, I can't answer like why Xenoblade Definitive Edition didn't get on this list. Well, we do know it's a popularity contest. Yeah, Persona Five World definitely sold way more than Xenoblade did. <laughs> yeah. And then again, like Yakuza, like a dragon, I hear, I hear things like, oh, this is the best Yakuza game, period. Um, and I want to play it, 
but like nominating it here so that game just came out i feel like you don't there's not there's no one on the planet who had enough time to really get into the meat of that game before like mm-hmm. you got to vote for it in this thing so uh genshin impact the fuck that game um, i'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna sit here and i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that it's not quality you know it is a quality game they did put some effort into you know crafting a thing that you can sit down and play but um you know fuck that game so <laughs> yeah yeah uh i don't got time for it so <laughs> uh wasteland 3 very good very good uh but it's not my kind of not my kind of not my kind of game yeah and uh, it is a good game from what i've seen you play of it it is it does look like a good game but if we're talking just amount of content, dude, Persona 5 Royal has so much shit. You're going to be playing that game for weeks. Yeah. Well, I feel like Yakuza would be my choice if I played it. Um, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. I, li- I love Persona. Don't get me wrong. But uh, that Yakuza, that is like definitely my kind of shit. <laughs> that is my kind of shit, man. Just stupid fucking shit like that. Uh so, yeah, this one. I hear you. I feel like this one is either Persona or Yakuza. Final Fantasy. There's people that love Final Fantasy, so I feel like that could also go either way in any of these categories. But you know, you you just don't know. Yeah, I don't know where it's gonna go. Um, I'm feeling Persona Five because, like, you know, the the power behind that game, the fan power behind that game is insane. But yeah, Persona we'll might that game might take it. Uh, but we'll see. Um, next best fighting game, and I have I have some some issues with this list. Um, fighting games are not a popular category. I'll be honest. No, not a lot of fighting games come out every year. But this list, we have Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Cool game. Arc System Work Joint. Looks beautiful. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, which Mortal Kombat 11 came out last year. So, just because they slapped Ultimate on it, it deserves to be on the list again. And even more egregious, Street Fighter V Champion Edition is also <laughs> on this list. And then we have One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, and Undernight, Inbirth, EXC, Late, CLR. I don't think I pronounced that correctly, but I don't care. That's weeb shit. I don't fuck <laughs> with that weeb shit. Um, jokes aside... This is a weird fucking list. Two of those games have already come out last year. I would argue Mortal Kombat 11 deserves to be on this list more than Street Fighter. Because this year we had the Aftermath expansion and the second character pack come out. Or the third character pack come out. I think the second one came out this year too. Yeah. Aftermath and their third, second and third character pack both came out this year. So that, that's enough to enhance it that I think it might deserve... You can argue it deserves to be on the list. I still don't think it should be, but you can argue it could. But Street Fighter V, though, like... That game comes out had, every year. Yeah, it's got a new character pack every couple months. So, like, why even bother putting that on the list here? Uh, so I'm going to cross both of those out just because out of principle. If we're talking, like, fun, I'm going to give it to Mortal Kombat if we're just... If I can't cross them out. But I want... Take Mortal Kombat off this list, Street Fighter off this list, and out of these games, I'm going to give it to Grand Blue Fantasy. 
just purely based on the art style, the work that went into it. Arc System Works make fantastic fighting games. And Grand Blue Fantasy has a really cool combination of being a good fighting game. Excuse me. While at the same time, um, appealing like to RPG mechanics in there too. Yeah, yeah. The for the uh, single player campaign, it's like a single player RPG with fighting game systems. It's really cool. It's like a almost like a beat 'em up RPG with fighting game mechanics. It's really cool. Um. It's like um, Sub-Zero Mythologies. A little bit, but without the platforming. You're strictly just, oh, you mean, here's some good. guys, beat them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's some guys, beat them up. Um, and it's really cool, and I like it for that. It does a lot, because the good thing about Grand Blue Fantasy is that it's like a mobile game series. You know, people who, there's not a lot of crossover between the fans of Grand Blue Fantasy and people who, will be, who will play fighting games. So Arc System Works did a lot of work to make this um, engaging to both demographics. And I think because of that, I want to give it to Grand Blue Fantasy, but that's just me. Um, do you have an opinion on this category at all? <laughs> nope. My bad. There's a fucking nope. jet outside. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no worries. Um, no, I, I, uh, I've not played any of these, so I have no opinion. But you know, it'd be right. nice if they showed some clips or something up, up. You know, if I can click the image and yeah. get like a clip or something to just see it. I agree. Like, oh, you know what? This one looks cool. I'll vote for that one. But yeah. Oh well. Um. So that's it. Everything else is like best family game, best sim strategy game. I don't think we need to go over those, do we? No. No, I don't no. think so. All right. All right. Cool. I will say Among Us is um, nominated in the mobile category. And um, which that game just, came out like three years ago, right? So, yeah, but um, I don't know. So, if we're talking like the impact, I guess, then sure, but then if we're talking impact, then Animal Crossing would win everything. So, <laughs> exactly, that's why I like these, they kind of make up these roles, they go along. I feel, um. Moving on, we have uh, IO Interactive revealed that they're working on a new project, a new James Bond game. Um, they teased on Twitter, they're working on it, and according to them, it fe- it's featuring a wholly original Bond story, and players will step in the shoes of the world's favorite secret agent to earn their 00 status in the very first James Bond origin story. Um, this is exciting. This is exciting, but because... here's, here's, here's what I think would be cool with it. Oh, continue. Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say that um, fucking GoldenEye ruined James Bond games forever. So it's Mm -hmm. nice to see one uh, James Bond in the right hands. Uh, Well, let me elaborate. It's because, okay, that game was a first-person shooter, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's not what fucking James Bond does, okay? James Bond doesn't run around shooting motherfuckers, okay? He's a spy. So, like... The success of GoldenEye ruined James Bond forever in video games because after that, every game needed to be a first-person shooter and they they all needed to copy GoldenEye, uh, which is the right way to do things. So IO, who makes the Hitman games, perfect, Mm -hmm. perfect studio to work on the James Bond games. I agree. 
And um, that that's really cool. And I love seeing that. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah, the Hitman guys to make a James Bond game. Fuck yes. Like, I'm all for it. Um, but here's one cool thing I want to talk about. James Bond has been a thing forever. The first James Bond movie was in, like, 1967. The first James Bond book was, like, the 1950s. So, like, which timeline are we going to be following here? Because I would personally love to see, like, a 1950s, 1960s-style James Bond game that's supposed to be, like, an origin story. Yeah. Or if it's going to be more modern, we're going to have more spy stuff, which is cool, don't get me wrong, but I'd love to see, like, like a more nitty-gritty 50s, 60s-style James Bond game. I know it's never going to happen, but I'd like to see that. I think it'd be cool as hell. Yeah. I'm I'm super interested in where and I'm not the biggest James Bond fan, but it's just, it, it's it's exciting to see it's it, to finally see one done right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, cause fuck man, they've been fucking up this this series for <laughs> since its inception. So yeah, I agree completely, and it'll be cool to see um what we get out of this. I I trust IO to do a good job. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think we have anything to worry about here. I think IO is going to do a great job with uh, James Bond. Uh, we'll still wait and see. They, they barely started working on it, so we're probably not going to see anything on it for at least a couple of years. But yeah, I will be waited, waiting with belated breath to see what they do, man. And um, um, I don't know how much time yeah. you got, but I got all day. I'm just saying we're already hitting two hours, so I don't know how much time you got. But I, I, I'm gonna, I can keep going, but... Um, sure I can you're... go. Okay. I can go. I'll let you know if I have to leave or not, but I'm good. Okay. Um, the long one. Yeah, it is. Um, we have uh, info on Capcom. They announced they were uh, suffering a data breach and ransomware attack. Uh, they announced uh, recently that they were the victim of a customized ransomware attack following unauthorized access to its network. It has verified that personal information maintained by Capcom has been compromised. Uh, the compromised data could potentially be things like personal information for employees, former employees, business partners, customers, and sales reports, as well as financial information, sales documents, development documents, all kinds of stuff, dude. So much stuff got uh, got hacked and stolen. Um, and none of it contains credit card information, so that's great. Yeah. Um, all online transactions are handled by a third-party service provider. So if you bought, if you bought Resident Evil Three on sale in the last couple months, you're fine. Uh, Capcom doesn't have that info. It went through Sony, Steam, whoever you bought it through. Yeah. So you're good there. Um, we did get some cool uh, leaked documents out of it, though. Um, some cool documentation about a Resident Evil Four remake, Dragon's Dogma Two. Street Fighter 6, and even Onimusha, which is one thing I didn't think Capcom was even thinking about anymore. Yeah. I fucking love me some Onimusha. There's a, there's a Mega Man game in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Monster Hunter Stories 2, which I think we already know that's coming, right? Yeah, there's, there's a ton of stuff that, they, that got leaked, and uh, I don't like to report on leaks, but I mean, this is this is exciting. <laughs> we got a new Onimusha. We yeah. got Dragon's Dogma too, man. I love Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma uh, two I, I, is big. Um, yeah, that's a. Which, that's, to be honest, oh, sorry. deep down. Remember deep down. I do remember deep down. Uh, that's probably um, what that is. 
that'd be awesome. They just turned Eve down to Dragon's Dogma too. Um, I kind of had a feeling we'd be seeing something more from Dragon's Dogma because um, I don't know if you remember, but Netflix did a Dragon's Dogma anime about a month or two back. Wait, they did that already? I thought that was just they like in the works. No, that's that's out. That's out. The whole first season's out. It's okay. It feels like Baby's first D and D campaign, to be honest with you. But oh. um, it's kind of generic, which kind of makes me sad because the I wouldn't use the word generic to describe Dragon's Dogma. Um, but I, I thought when that got announced, I was like, they wouldn't be doing a Dragon's Dogma like anime if they weren't planning on doing something with Dragon's Dogma. Either it's a new Dragon's Dogma game or a sequel or an enhancement of Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. Yeah. And so this confirmed my suspicion that there was some new Dragon's Dogma stuff in the works. Um, I was not expecting Onimusha. I don't know what they're doing with Onimusha, but I love me some Onimusha. I thought when they when they read when they released the uh, Onimusha H Warlords, the first one, they released that in HD. It sold like shit. So I was totally expecting them to shelve it forever. But we'll see what they're doing, man. Like I love Onimusha. It's one of my favorite series, so I'm I'm happy to be seeing that coming back. Yeah. Yeah, cool stuff. I you know Yeah. Not a huge Capcom fan, but I do enjoy Dragon's Dogma. That's about it. <laughs> I like a lot of stuff Capcom pulls puts out, dude. I grew up playing mostly Capcom games. Uh, the Resident Evil Four remake is something I I knew they were working on, so I'll probably I'll probably be looking through the internet to see some of these docs to see uh, what to expect in the RE Four remake. If I'm being honest with you, um, I'll have to wait and see, man. I'll have to wait and see uh, what comes out of this. You know, again, these are just. Uh, leaked documents and images this could be like shelved concept art that never made it past that we don't know yeah just because the stuff got leaked doesn't mean for sure dragon's dogma 2 is currently being worked on onimusha a new onimusha game is being worked on we don't know that for sure just that there's documents that it was talked about or worked on at one point in time um and now in our quickies we have a Super Smash Brothers Melee tournament was shut down by Nintendo. Um, there was a post on Twitter from the uh, from the tournament hosting board announcing that Nintendo sent a cease and desist and shut it down, uh, mainly due to the use of Slippy, which is a third party um, software that allows Melee to be played online using rollback netcode which is just fancy fighting game terms. Um, because mm. of the way it was being used, Nintendo shut it down, uh, which it's an online tournament. Melee doesn't have online, so what were they expecting? Yeah, well, um, I think it's the, the implementation. I, I'm not even sure how what the, this, um, how the slippy stuff works. But if it doesn't like infringe on anything Nintendo is doing, like if that's all just open source shit, then I don't see what Nintendo has to do with it. How they can even come in and say, no, you can't do this. Um, here's, here's the problem with that. And it's because copyright law is fucking bullshit. Um, a big part of it is, I'll be honest, Disney kind of fucked up copyright law for everybody. Um, but that's a whole other story. Uh, the big issue is that if Nintendo allows this, let's say Nintendo allows this tournament to go through, 
and fans use Slippy to enhance Melee. Some other fan creates a whole new Melee remake, let's say, from the ground up using Slippy as a base to play online. Uh, kind of like Project M, but for Melee, like a total conversion mod for Melee that allows like online play, uh, extra character, stuff like that. Let's say they do this five years later. Nintendo wants to do a Melee HD remaster featuring online play. Yeah, but they're not like... They're just they're just they're just shutting down a tournament. They're not shutting down like people yeah, using which the is, thing, which doesn't make sense to me. But bringing that out into the world there is kind of like letting this copyright go. So again, let's say like they did try. Let's say my whole example, they did try to make like a melee HD with rollback netcode and online play. The person who made that total conversion mod or tool in the first place could have a case that Nintendo's infringing on their copyright. It's stupid, and it's probably it would never win in court. But the fact that this person could make that claim, yeah. I think, is what scares away Nintendo um, from allowing all this fan stuff, which is shitty. It's really shitty that copyright law is so nonsensical sometimes to allow this kind of stuff to happen. But I think that's Nintendo's big concern. I don't agree with it. I think they're overreacting, but that's 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 why they have this concern. Um, even allowing this tournament to happen could become an issue. Um, again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know anything about. I don't know enough about copyright oh, law. Not? Okay. <laughs> so I'll a lot of people. <laughs> are you being sarcastic, or are you really like, huh? I didn't know copyright <laughs> worked that way. Um, <laughs> Uh, but again, I'm not a lawyer, but that's that's a big reason why Nintendo's so like so hard on their IPs. It's another reason why um, they shut down that Metroid 2 remake because they already had a Metroid 2 remake in in the works, but yeah. they had allowed it to go through. The person who made AM2R could take Nintendo to court and be like, you know, the remake idea is my infringing on my copyright because I was the first one to remake the game from the ground up i just find it funny that um nintendo's online solution is shit especially even for yeah. their official tournaments are laggy as fuck exactly and to see like this fan made stuff come out and be worlds better than anything they're doing and for them to shut it down it's like you're like you're jealous <laughs> you're jealous <laughs> what's happening here i'm sure that's a part of it you know their their pride got hurt a little bit yeah and to those of you listening, their their online net code is fucking bad. When uh, COVID first hit, and then surprisingly, uh, Smash Ultimate was supposed to be at Evo, but then when Evo moved to uh, Always Online and uh, online uh, competition, uh, it had to get pulled because the net code was so bad. <laughs> it was almost unplayable. They couldn't hold it at a tournament level with how bad the net code was. But I like when the announcers, uh, the commentators, just like keep commentating as if nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's not hilarious. a yeah. yeah, like it's not a fucking glitchy, fucking uh, laggy mess. Yeah, yeah, like that's. <laughs> I just acknowledge it. Like God, this game runs like shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's that's the big concern. I think it's it's dumb for Nintendo to uh, to take that out, but uh, what are you gonna do, man? Nintendo's gonna Nintendo. That should be a shirt. Nintendo gonna Nintendo. 
Oh, that should be the name of this podcast. <laughs> this episode. All right. <laughs> um, we have uh, Animal Crossing usage guidelines for business and organizations. I actually heard about this before the uh, podcast. Uh, the big thing is uh, Nintendo wants to kind of limit how people use Animal Crossing to promote their businesses, organizations. Um, which is smart because yeah, which is smart. <laughs> that game, I like. I don't know if you can see this, but you know, I got my little highlighter tool uh, on this on this article here. You know, I can't see it. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't see it. Well, <laughs> I did the thing I was said I was going to do last week. Which, by the way, yeah. the tool I found to do this limits you to what seven highlights per page. So I got to find a different one. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't able to highlight everything on this page but um, they said we would like to share a few guidelines with those businesses organizations and anyone representing them to preserve the experience for the millions of people enjoying the game recreationally Uh, businesses and organizations may use the game in the following ways providing a custom design uh, inviting other players uploading screenshots and the family friendly websites and social networks um But they say, do not engage in activities that go beyond the rating. Uh, Vulgar, discriminatory or offensive. uh, Refrain from bringing politics into the game. Uh, Do not share. Which, by the way, there was like a Biden island. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. And that's Um, that's a big part of like what caused this, I think. (laughs) uh, Not just Biden, but I think... um, God damn it, what's her name? Uh, Ocasio-Cortez, what's her full name? AOC, her full name. I can't remember. But she oh. had like a whole like Democrat island or something talking about like Democrat issues. And that combined with like Biden and and uh, and them like, you know, having a whole like Biden island. Like I could see why Nintendo got a little iffy about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do not share Especially false since, information about the game. Yes, that's that's the big one. Uh, people don't want uh, Nintendo doesn't want people saying that they were authorized by Nintendo to do this or anything like that. Yeah, do not deceive others while using the game. So, uh, do not leverage the game as a marketing platform, which basically means like you can't. Um, <coughs> excuse me, the hiccups. Uh, you can't direct people to a sales place, distribute coupons, sweepstakes, giveaways, or telling people to follow you on social media. Like it's not meant to be. It's meant to be a game. You share your stuff with people. Uh, don't turn it into like your Facebook marketplace. <laughs> yeah, and you are not allowed to obtain any financial benefit from using the game. So, Ugh. yeah. So I mean, it, it makes sense that Nintendo wants to put this out. You know, before yeah. I don't think, I don't think stuff with Animal Crossing has gotten out of hand yet. So it's good for them to nip it in the bud before it gets crazy. <laughs> um, Kentaro um, says uh, he's AOC is his waifu. So. Not my waifu, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the politician I agree with. <laughs> That's she, I'm assuming. That's the only she we were talking about. But, 
Yeah, I don't know. Those are good guidelines to follow. It's sad. Yeah, they're they very to, good guidelines. It's sad that they just people just can't conduct themselves in a fucking in a in a manner befitting of the video game. But yeah, I mean the game is rated E for everyone, so keep the content E for everyone. Like it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um. We'll have to see what happens. Um. One thing I want to see, think is really funny <laughs> is that uh. People like give me shit because they're like, oh, how can you be okay with like, you know, AOC using Animal Crossing, but you make fun of like Hillary Clinton for the Pokemon Go to the Polls thing back in 2016. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I remember that. My argument for that, and I have an argument for that, is um, Hillary Clinton doing that reeks of that hello, fellow kids meme. Yeah. But AOC is only like what, like 30, 32? Like she is a fellow kid, so she gets a pass. <laughs> that's that's my that's my argument. Yeah. And I'm um, not gonna say it's not smart to do that stuff. Yeah. But you know, it's a little <laughs> distasteful, maybe. <laughs> it's definitely cringy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh Hantoro did mention AOC does play a ranked League of Legends. Oh, nice. Oh, that is a thing. I did hear about that. Yeah. All right. And yeah, like, he's cool, dude. Is a, he, does, he does play League a lot. So just know that about him. <laughs> um, I don't play League. I tried once. Dude told me to kill myself and never play it again. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the initiation, right? You got to go through it. Uh, well, I didn't want, I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's an official statement by Microids and Play Magic regarding uh, 13. Which we yeah. did talk about a bit. Uh, the first person shooter 13 was getting a remake. It came out to uh, not a great reception, man. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember, I, didn't, I haven't seen anything about it like specifically, but you go to the Steam page and it's just overwhelmingly negative. People hate it. Um, so the guys they came out and put a statement out on their site saying, unfortunately, players' expectations have not met. Are not been met by the launch version, and we hear loud and clear legitimate criticism and disappointment. Um, the pandemic has impacted the game's production on many levels. Pivoting to home working for the teams has added unexpected delays in the development schedule and the QA process. Um, and then they say the first update will be pushed shortly to fix the most urgent issues regarding the controls, frame rate, collisions, rendering, and sound. So. Seems like um, I didn't know what the issues were exactly. Sounds like um, everything. <laughs> a lot of technical issues. The game's frame rate is all over the place. Uh, collision detection is super off. Um, even the music, I've been told, like, G-Man Lives, if you haven't checked them out yet, does a great review on uh, the remake. That brings up stuff I didn't even know was an issue with it. Uh, even as far as the cutscenes being changed, so the game originally had, like, a comic book-style cutscenes. Yeah, where there are still images on a comic book, kind of like uh, the Ma how Max Payne one and two told their story. Oh yeah, but more dynamic, and they replaced that with actual in-game cutscenes. It's like that's like a huge point of contention with fans to replace that. Um, also, character models all got a huge change. Um, um, there's there's a lot of stuff people have been shitting about on this game, dude. Um, and technical issues are the, the loudest part of it. There's also a lot of fundamental things the game did right that they're not 
implementing in this remake that people are upset about. I don't know who how they're going to fix that. They're probably not going to. They're probably going to fix the frame rate and technical issues and call it a day. Or they yeah. can completely like redo it and make it what the make what the fans wanted. I think this going to be a success story as big as No Man's Sky, but we'll see. Eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm being facetious on purpose. <laughs> I I don't believe that really. I'm just being uh doing it for dramatic effect. But we'll see oh. what happens. Um, we also have uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to GOG November 24th. I um, didn't see that coming. This is cool because, yeah. I mean, not only are they bringing it to GOG, but it's going to support um, every single GOG exclusive feature. So, um, like, first of all, fully DRM free. Yep. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh it's got achievements, cloud saves, full controller support, uh, GOG overlay, um, the whole shebang, everything. So um, this is great. Uh, they're setting a, I hope they're setting a precedent for, uh, and I'm talking about PlayStation, for bringing those games over to PC. If they do it like this, fully DRM-free GOG, yes. Like that's... Like I feel like a lot of these console ports don't understand the specific needs of PC. Yeah. Like especially when it comes to like mouse and keyboard type shit. Um, they really skimp on that specifically. Mm-hmm. FOV sliders, they really just don't understand how shit works when it comes to PC. So um this this game had a rough launch on PC, but it seems like they've they've righted they've righted themselves and they're on the track again. So Mm-hmm. Um, again, I hope this sets precedent for the for future future yeah. releases. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, anytime I hear a success story like that, I get excited. Especially, you know, a game as big as Horizon going geo uh, DRM free on GOG. That's a huge deal, and I hope it does set a precedent. We'll see what happens in the future. Um, next story. Speaking of PC games, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven got update system requirements for PC on Twitch. Um, I clicked on the link you have here, man, and it doesn't show it to me. I just see a message, and it says, this tweet is not for you. Um, wait, what are you looking at? <laughs> uh, it takes me to Twitter, and it's like, it literally just says, like, this content's not for you. That's what it's, this content is not for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've never seen that. But I've never no, seen that either. A, oh, okay, it just, just finished loading, and it came back, but... It was a white screen. There's nothing there. The white screen Twitter logo on the top left corner just said this content is not for you. Like, <laughs> I wish I'd taken a screenshot of it so I can send it to you. Like, you're not going to like what you see here. Turn back now. This ain't for you. Um, ah, I wish I could get it to come back. It was really funny. <laughs> no, it's just, the, uh, it's just the updated system requirements. Uh, yeah, which, you know, we, you already mentioned earlier, but... Yeah. Like I'm sitting at, you know, I'm sitting at probably around high ultra uh 1440 which is not bad, you know. Uh I'm thinking like with DLSS, I'm thinking I could probably do like 4K high. Um you know, maybe fuck with the settings a little bit. Uh don't think I'll probably turn on ray tracing just to ch- check it out and then be like, "Well, I like frame rate, so I'm turning this off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll look f- fine without it. 
but yeah so again they don't set they don't tell you what the target frame rate is um which i said when like um hambo posted this in the discord before if they tell you this is the frame rate you're gonna get with these settings with this hardware um because usually when they do stuff like this it's usually like 40 40 fps i know geforce experience when you hit that optimize button that it optimizes for 40 fps not 60 which which is bullshit (laughs) yeah yeah i see why they do it to kind of push those numbers and make it seem like oh with this you could run these games at high settings just don't ask us what the frame rate's gonna be (laughs) you know um which is why like it kind of bugged me because i'm looking at this and I'm, i'm kind of thinking to myself Recommend a 1080p with my 1060 graphics card. According to this, I can run high in 1080p. So if we assume this is 40 FPS, I can probably run like medium at 60. Yeah. Again, I have I have nothing to base that off of other than like past experience and guesswork. But yeah, take those requirements with a grain of salt. The point is, I could run it. <laughs> I could run it pretty comfortably, <laughs> and that's like. Woo, we don't have to upgrade for another little while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, PC games, typically, if they're doing it right, they're pretty well optimized at this point. Like, it, they, yeah. they cater to both sides of the scale. They usually, you can usually get in, you know, on the, at the low end, and then they usually scale way up for the high end, so. Like, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I think I'm going to play fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm so excited for this game, dude. I'm this excited to finally fixed. just see. I've not I've been avoiding everything about that game, so I I'm know. excited to finally I see it. You. I envy <laughs> you. I wish I could wipe my brain the last like year of cyberpunk news and just go play it already. Um a side note, have you seen the comments on this? It's just people ripping on Cyberpunk's delays and release day release window. <laughs> oh really? Uh I, I did yeah. see they posted um someone asked them about the performance with DLSS and they posted a fast RMX screenshot, which you know I enjoyed because uh no one remembers that game. Um that was a Switch launch game that um I remember being very cool, very fun. What game? Uh Fast RMX. Never heard of it. Fast Remix. It was called Fast Racing Neo before it hit uh, Switch. Um, oh, I do remember you talking about that. Yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's like a Wipeout or like a um, what do you call it? Fucking uh, is it Wipeout? The uh, like the futuristic. Uh, looks sci-fi. like F Zero. F Zero. It's, it's like Wipeout mixed with F Zero. I like but, it. Yeah. It's it's uh, um, pretty cool. Some other news. Uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars got a new update that added GameCube controller support for Super Mario Sunshine. Yay. Which a lot of people were talking about that they wanted this to happen. And I'm like actually surprised Nintendo went and did it. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, they were saying that if they didn't update this, it would it would be more surprising if they didn't update so, but um, yeah, there it is. Players can now invert the camera controls within all three individual titles, which is good. Um, 
I mean, whatever, you know, the other option is called normal for a reason. Uh, if you play inverted, you're not normal. Um, but you know, <laughs> now you have the option to be not normal. So, yeah. Uh, GameCube transport this the switch light system. So here's what I don't understand about the switch light. Does that not have a dock? It does not. You cannot so, play that docked. There's no way to play that on your TV. Uh, interesting. Switch light is strictly portable. Interesting. Interesting. Why? <laughs> you bought a fucking switch light, didn't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I just, I just, I've, dude, I don't follow Nintendo shit as much as like I would like to. Um, so like when that Switch Lite came out, I didn't understand. Like I, I, I understood that it was a smaller Switch, and like the, the Joy-Con like, didn't come off. How deep that went? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Switch Lite is undockable. It is strictly uh portable. Um, which is why sucks. it's like a hundred dollars less. Yeah, well, yeah it's to the point less, of like so. to the point of like not being able to attach any other peripherals to it. Like, there's no. Okay, I didn't say that. You can attach oh. other peripherals to it. It can work okay. with other controllers. The the controllers that work through Bluetooth will work with it. So but not you can like the GameCube controller. Uh, if it's wireless, you can get like a wireless GameCube style Switch Pro controller. Like I bought one when um. Smash Brothers came out. They're like forty bucks, but that's literally just a Switch Pro controller, but with a GameCube body. <laughs> oh well, no, it's not a GameCube controller then. Yeah, it's not an official GameCube controller, so that that wouldn't work. Yeah, I don't see how that would work with the Switch Lite unless someone built some third-party peripheral to let you play it. Because you can use other controllers with it. You can get the Switch Lite. I don't think it has a dock. You can buy a case that lets it. Well, like, when I say stand when I say up. peripherals, I mean like shit that you would have to plug in to the dock. Yeah, that no, that's just not gonna work. Like I figured, they would have had like because the shit has a USB C port on the top of it. You can't just like plug shit in. I mean, I'm sure it's like a, I don't know why you want to do that. Because what? then, yeah, then you'd be you'd be playing it. You you'd have it like on a stand on like a coffee table, and you'd have a separate controller playing on this tiny screen. Like, yeah, that sucks. I've done it. I've done it. Okay. See, you're grossly misunderstanding the, they want you to use it like that. I mean, (laughs) it has a kickstand on it. Like if you're taking it to a friend's, I take it to my friend's place. Switch light does not have a kickstand. Cause I don't think it does. Hold on. I'm Googling. Okay. See, I don't think the switch light has a kickstand. I think if like, there's a case you can buy that gives it a stand, but I don't think the switch light has a kickstand. Let me check. So is this another case of Nintendo just doing Nintendo shit? Like, yeah, because I I don't. And they're you know advertising for the thing. That's how they <laughs> you take it to the roof, and all your friends gather around the tiny fucking screen, and you play fucking Mario Kart on it. And yeah, but you can't do that with the Switch Lite. It doesn't have a Kickstarter. <laughs> Not well, by then, default. Okay, well then, don't buy a Switch Lite <laughs> unless you like. That's like the Xbox Series X S version of the nintendo switch basically but worse <laughs> like it's cheaper but you should probably just get the big one i mean for a hundred dollars less here's the way i see it it's a third of the cost of the base model but you're getting like half of the stuff so yeah it was like, same with the yeah, series do S. the math there do the math there um 
But no, I just Googled it. The Switch Lite does not have a default kickstand built into the system. You would have to do that by buying a third-party kickstand or using okay, well, a case then, as a kickstand. What are we even like? What are we even doing then? <laughs> like, dumb, there's gotta right? be a new, there's, I, there's gotta be a new Switch coming out, man. I'm waiting for that. Fuck it. Like a Switch Pro. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, in other news, and I've actually heard about this <laughs> from uh from the internet. But uh, Gears 5 to add WWE staple, The New Day, as DLC characters. Um, now, I don't watch WWE, yeah. but I do know who these guys are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because my, uh, my brother-in-law, shout out to my brother-in-law, Tyree, probably not listening, but that's cool, man, uh, is a fan of these guys. Yeah. He has, uh, he has uh, bootios hanging up in his, uh, in his, uh, in his, uh, his little man cave. Yeah. And he's got a bootios t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like he likes these dudes uh he does he's got booty os she worked at my bachelor party got a lot of attention from my friends um but uh i thought it was cool seeing these guys come into the game a lot of people are complaining because yeah. it's like what the fuck you're adding all these like movie stars and wwe stars but there are actual like years of war characters who you are bringing into the game <laughs> this is cool man come on <laughs> like this adds so much fun energy to the game. And it was tweeted out by Austin Creed. You know, one of the, uh, you know, one of those, uh, those guys. And he's like a huge Gears of War fan. He's read all the books. He's played all the games. And he, he's excited to be in the game. Like, that's cool. Man. And it doesn't cost anything. It's a free update. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, why bitch about it? Just let it, let it be, man. People are having fun. Just let, let them have fun. Games are meant to be fun, right? I wish um I wish that I could still play as Run the Jewels, but uh, <laughs> well you know, because you had to buy them, <laughs> so it would be ni- it would have been nice if they were forwards compatible with Gears Five. It is it is kind of weird that that's like not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Especially since like you know you had to buy them, you had to pay money for them, so. Yeah. You know. But whatever, I guess. <laughs> but this is like this is cool, man. Like they, they got you get new characters, new skins, new costume colors, new weapon colors, and it totally matches like their colors in the ring and everything. Like that's that's cool as shit. Like even if you're not a fan of these guys, it's still cool as shit to see. But I say like go for it. If it's a free update, who gives a fuck? Like Yeah. I'm never gonna complain for free stuff. <laughs> And it's actually them. It's not like a skin. Like these guys are like voice acting in the game. They have like taunts and emoticons. Like it's it's there's a lot of work putting these guys. These guys are in the game. Like that that's cool as shit and it's free. So go ahead and bitch about it if you want, but I think it's cool as shit. I mean, you know, it's not gonna get me to reinstall the game or anything, but No, I like that it's but if happening. you're already playing it. Yeah, I like that's <laughs> happening too. Uh, we have an official gameplay trailer for Cyberpunk 2077. We are now moving to our trailers and videos of the week. Uh, this is a trailer that Wasabi probably didn't watch, but no, nope. <laughs> it looks cool, man. Now. It shows off. Yeah, it shows up. It shows off the uh, the customization, uh, the world, some of the gameplay, uh, combat, driving. It's it's cool, dude. Like every time I see something on this game, it just looks so cool. And honestly, I can't wait for it to come out. Like, 
like all jokes aside, this game looks fucking awesome. The 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 I feel like this is gonna have the No Man's Sky problem of or they're not completely outright saying um what you can and can't do in this game. So there's an impression of well it's limitless, you can do anything. But then when it comes out you start to see the walls and uh and then the disappointment sets in of you know where the actual limits are. Uh I feel like it's going to have that problem. Like that was a problem with no man's sky. was that they didn't, I mean, they did come out and just say that you could do stuff that you straight up could not do. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I don't know if they've done that with this, but they didn't outright say what you can't do in this. So I feel like there's just, there's this impression of just, there's just unlimited possibilities where I, it's a video game. that couldn't possibly be unlimited possibilities, but yeah, the impression and that's why is we'll have there. To wait and see. Yeah. Um. I don't have that impression. I do have the impression that it feels like a good RPG in the sense that you know, all the big factors of the game, all big missions have multiple different ways to complete them. I yeah. I, I understand the game's Maybe limited it's to its scale. Maybe it's just me. I, I have no idea what yeah. the structure of this game is. Like I have no idea. Like once I take control of my character, I don't know what what I can do. Like, I'm just thinking of a complete open world or I can just walk the fuck around and just do whatever the fuck in my mind. That's what the game is. Cause I haven't been following everything. So yeah, in my mind, there's no limit. I can just walk into a building and then just go through every floor. Like I, I have no idea what the constraints are to the world. You know what I mean? I think it's funny that you didn't watch trailers to like, kind of like, stoke stroke your expectations but it's just blowing up your expectations even further <laughs> of just not looking at anything is, is making me even more like yeah well because everyone just says everything about this game. i'm going for what i hear and just what i've seen so far from the trailers it's like i've not seen just a straight gameplay segment of okay we're gonna just uninterrupted we're gonna show you 37 minutes of straight gameplay but like not in a mission though. Like I'm sure there's like mission areas and then there's like areas outside of a mission, you know, like a G I'm expecting like a GTA, right. But I'm expecting more than that where I can walk into all the buildings and, and interact with everything is kind of what I'm expecting GTA, but with like VR levels of, uh, interactions. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think it's your fault for putting the expectation on the game, dude. Well, I don't... <laughs> is it my fault, or is that, like... Am I the only one that feels that? I don't know. I'm not going to fault it for not doing that, but... Like, I've... I've I mean, I've, I've watched, like, most of the trailers that have come out, most of the gameplay that have come out, and I don't have that mindset at all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe maybe I should just go and just watch everything. But then, like, I don't know. Okay. Well, that's Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> that's Cyberpunk. Um, game looks good. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to play it. Uh, it'll probably have to be, like, after December when it comes out because I got to get my fucking computer fixed. Yeah. And I refuse to buy that shit on PS4. Yep. But I will play it. Um, 
Another another video. We got a Yakuza Like a Dragon video. Specifically, it's a behind-the-scenes look with the whole cast involved, which is... Um, that's cool as shit. There's spoilers in this video, apparently, so I'm just going to... Um, uh, I know... Here's what I didn't know, is that George Decay is uh, doing the voice of... I'm assuming he's the main character. I don't know the names of the characters. But... That, he's not the main character. I don't know. I don't know. He's Masumi Arakawa. Um, he's the only name I recognize here. So, uh, I don't know who that is, but I know who George Takei is. But I don't know what the character he's playing. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is a really cool, just like behind the scenes trailer of um, yeah, the voice. It talent. is really cool. Which it makes me, I just, I want to play this fucking game, man. I just want to play it. Is um, it out already? I thought it wasn't coming out till like. It's out. It is out. Why did the uh, trailer say like March 2021? <laughs> well, it doesn't come out in Japan until like next year. They're like the releases on it is a little weird, but that game is out. Oh, there it is. I see it now. I was looking at the wrong thing. Um. So it's out already since November 10th. It's coming out on PS5 in March. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's getting a delayed release on PS5. I remember now. Um, we also got the new winter update for Animal Crossing New Horizons. That is just the update my wife needed to play the game for another couple of weeks and then put it away and not play it again. <laughs> I love my wife. I do. And she, she wanted this game, so I got it for her. And she played it like religiously when it first came out, but she kind of stops playing it until the next big update and plays it for a bit and then shelves it again. Um, which I can't blame her for. I do the same thing with fucking Diablo, so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it looks cool, man. I mean, Animal Crossing, not my cup of tea. But I'm not going to shit on what that game's doing. You know, that game, that game has a niche. The game has a specific thing it is doing for a specific group of people. And I'm not going to shit on it because I'm not in that group of people. It's a it's a feel good game, so yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, moving on. What else we got? We got Picross S five. Yes. Which I didn't know Picross was still a thing. Like that's pretty cool, actually. I don't know if you know how long Picross has been a thing. There are Picross games on the Super Nintendo, and on the uh, Game Boy. Which I went back and played those because they have retro achievements. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was I was going back and playing those. But dude, Picross is great. Um Oh, we got yeah. it coming out on Nintendo Switch November twenty sixth. It is a download only. Which I mean makes sense. I wouldn't want to go to a store to buy a Picross cartridge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also got a new expansion to Trine 4, which I've never played Trine up until Trine 3. I got it on the Wii U, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. I really, really like Trine. Like, I like Trine a lot. And it's because, like, it's a puzzle game, but the physics are kind of loose. So there's a lot of puzzles you can solve where you're like, I don't know if I was supposed to do it that way. <laughs> but I completed it, so I don't care. Yeah. A lot of people complained about that, and I'm like, why? 
I yeah, I feel Why like would you compl- Whoa, what was that? <laughs> um No, I, I feel like if there's no like I don't like puzzles that don't have a rigid solution. Um Yeah. Like if you fumble your way through a puzzle and then you're left with a feeling of like, uh, did I solve it? Like I don't like that feeling. I do. <laughs> Because I don't look at it like that. I'm I like, like is this gonna? There's two mindsets yeah. to it. There's there's solving there's solving a puzzle in a in a unique way, and then there's like solving a puzzle and feeling like, uh, did I fuck it up? Did I break it? Did I like? I don't know. I got through it. I'm just gonna keep going. Like that's, um, because I, I don't know I if you think... ever played uh, Baba Is You. But no, that's I a, haven't. That's a puzzle game where it encourages you to kind of break shit and solve things in a, in a unique way. And you're never left with mm. the feeling of, oh, I don't know if that was it, but I got it. Um, it's always like, hey, I'm smart because I thought of this. And the game that like you, it, you don't know what the game wants you to do, but you know that mm. it allows you to kind of do whatever the fuck. Um, so you kind of feel smart when you figure out a unique solution. Whereas, like, what is like loose? I see what you're where you're coming from, and I think. Oh, sorry. I I see where you're coming from, and can you hear me? Yeah, it's I just see like a like, rain coming up. You're roboting up. Okay. Am I? Shit. Hold on. Why am I roboting up? Could be me though, but doing a robot a little bit. All right, how about now? Am I still a robot? Seems all right. All right, cool. For some reason, my phone disconnected from my Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, no idea why. <laughs> yeah, my my shit does that sometimes too. Cause I got two. You know, you get the good one, and you get the, like the two point four one. Yeah. Um. But I think I think I know I see where you're coming from, and I think I I know why I'm not as hard on trying. Because when I played through trying, I played through with my brothers. Yeah. So when you have two other people and you guys are both like fumbling through it, and you're like laughing, you're like, "Oh, I can't believe that worked." Like that's a different experience from like what you're going through alone. Yeah. Um, I will say like the Outer Wilds is guilty of like puzzles that you're left with like. Am I fucking, am I doing this right? Like, is this fucking, because <laughs> uh, this is really, that is a very unguided experience. So you kind of just left to your own shit with that game. And mm-hmm. yeah, some of those puzzles don't feel good. Which is a bummer because yeah. I like good puzzles in games. I think puzzles are fun. More games need more puzzles, man. Like I remember yeah. back when I was a kid, puzzles weren't everything. Yeah. And now it's like, it's like an oddity. And when they are there, they're so simple because like they want everyone to get it. <laughs> Yeah. What I hate is when you solve a puzzle before you you figure the puzzle, you've solved it in your head before you can solve it in the game. Like uh, Uncharted. You like just complete it. Yeah. (laughs) Uncharted is guilty of this where it's like, okay, I know the solution. I just got to turn all these fucking things now and it takes forever. Um, That I hate. I hate that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, but anyway, I digest. Uh, Trying for. (laughs) Yeah, Trend 4 expansion, Melody of Mystery. Looks cool. 
if you're a fan of Trine, pick it up. I mean, Trine's Trine's a fun series of games. I like yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also got a trailer for the new um World of Warcraft expansion, Shadowlands. I'm not a World of Warcraft guy. Are <laughs> oh, you not? I am not. Well, I've never played World of Warcraft in my life. Just because I played uh, Diablo doesn't mean I just do everything Blizzard tells me to do. <laughs> my roommate, uh, who's in his late fifties, fucking uh, loves World of Warcraft. He plays it oh, every yeah. single day. He raids every night. Uh, he's like a raid leader every night. Yeah. He gets on uh, like TeamSpeak or whatever the fuck they're using now, mm-hmm. and he like leads raids. So I'm sure he'll be. He's got like a Blizzard, uh, like a BlizzCon, like veterans shirt. Uh, what? Like okay. Twenty years of service or whatever the fuck for like World of Warcraft. Uh, like he's he's heavy into World of Warcraft, so he will yeah. be he will be playing this. I'm sure. So. Hey, World of Warcraft is one of those things where if you're a World of Warcraft fan, you're not going to be like, oh, I think I'm going to skip this expansion. No, you've already bought it. Yeah. You've already bought it. You preloaded it. You're just waiting for it to unlock so you can go play it. Yeah. Um, we also have, speaking of expansions, we have an expansion for the Gwent game that uh, CG Project Red worked on uh, called Way of the Witcher. People playing which this? Does, I have not been playing it. <laughs> no, sir. I mean, is anyone playing this? I mean, someone must be playing this. I've heard good things about it, dude. People have told me some good things about it. Um, I played Gwent on the Witcher 3 game. Yeah. Uh, and it was cool there. Yeah, I played it there, and it was cool as shit. I thought it was fun. And I've been told that uh, this is like an improved version of that that's more competitive. So I feel like I would be into it, but I, I haven't played it. Looks cool though. Um, Valhalla has a a version like it's not Gwent, but it's like so it's like a dice game, mm. uh, and it's like their version of Gwent or like you know, it's fucking confusing as fuck. I have no idea how it works. Um, <laughs> I tried it once and I was like, this is not for me. Uh, you gotta like, it's like you gotta put money down before you like even get to play. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, just keep my money. I'm leaving this game. <laughs> like, I'm, I didn't even finish the round. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Um, what is the best in-game game? Uh, what is the best in-game minigame? Like, I remember uh, Triple Triad from Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, that's a good one. Um... That was one that was pretty quick too. Like you just do it, and it's like two, two and a half minutes. You're done. That one's really quick, and it's um. I'm trying to think of like a good mini game that just like grabbed me, and I can't think of any. Yeah, I can't think of any. Actually, you know what? There's one. Um, it's a card game, Pazak, in um, Star Wars: Nice, Nice, Nice of the Old Republic. It's like blackjack makes like a collectible card game. And it's again, rounds don't go that long, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And if you get really good at it, you can make some money in that game. <laughs> nice. But, uh, Bioware was smart enough to know that some people could, uh, make some money in that game. 
So if you if you whoop someone too hard or too often, they'll just refuse to keep playing with you. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Um, it's it's really cool though. It's 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 a, probably my favorite like in game mini game ever. <laughs> Um, we also have a Total War Warhammer 2. Just got a new trailer. Um, I'm not a fan of Warhammer or the Total War games, but I know a lot of people are. And I gotta say, after watching this trailer, it looks fucking insane. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at, dude. I got, like, elves fighting, like, mutant rat people. Like, what is this? These have always been games that I wanted to, like, check out, but I never know which one... <laughs> So, yeah, because Total War is already an existing franchise. It's like a war sim, yeah, franchise. And Warhammer's like also an existing. Fr- this is like a collaboration between the two of them, right? Yeah. So I don't like. It looks crazy. Uh, but like I always want like if I like if there's like a big battle simulator like this, I always want to be like one guy. Yeah, same. Like, I, I, I find it way more interesting to be, like, one guy in the army rather than the entire army, but... Yeah. I'm the same way. Um, But this looks really cool. Like, I, I don't know what I'm looking at, dude. Like, again, I'm seeing all these, like, fantasy creatures like druids and nymphs and elves, but they're fighting off, like, these mutant rats. <laughs> and, like, this looks crazy. Yeah. Well, this is like the Vermintide, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Warhammer like universe because there's like two different universes, right? There's regular Warhammer and then Warhammer 40k. Yeah. So this is like the fantasy Warhammer. Yeah. Which I mean, this looks cool. Uh, I'm not gonna shit on it. This expansion looks really cool. Uh, it makes me want to look into Warhammer, which I guess was like the point of this game existing in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Warhammer's total uh Vermintide's pretty good. I got I got the Vermintide games. No, those are pretty dope. Yeah? I heard they're kinda like Left 4 Dead clones, but they're not bad. They're better than Left 4 Dead. Ooh, that's a it's a bold statement to make, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's like Left 4 Dead with RPG mechanics. Okay, I, I might look into it then once I get my computer fixed. That can be something fun to play on the stream, right? Yeah. Um, we also got a trailer for a new game called Creeper World 4. I've um, watched this trailer twice and I'm still not entirely sure what I'm looking at. <laughs> so I played this. Uh, I played this during the, the one of the demo derbies I did. Like, Oh, okay. Um, it's a, like a it's a tower defense game, but it's like super expansive. Um, it's probably the most expansive tower defense game I've ever seen in my life. Um, okay, it gets fucking insane. So that's all I gotta say about it. <laughs> yeah, because this looks fucking nuts. Like I, I'm not entirely sure what I'm looking at, but it looks cool. Yeah, it's tower defense, but there's no like there's no uh. There's no lanes, so everything comes at you from every direction. So like, and then there's like a mist that, you know, you 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 shoot out the mist that's surrounding you, and then you can expand out. Um, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Um, 
it has some cool shit, dude. There's a unit editor, a custom unit editor, a custom map maker. There's daily missions. Like, there's some stuff in here, man. This, the gameplay, graphically, the game looks very simple, but it's nothing but. Like, yeah, mechanics are very deep and detailed in this game, and I'm kind of into it. I think yeah, I want to check this out. King. Yeah, I kind of want to check this out. I'm adding this to my, my wish list. <laughs> Now, this is a trailer I did see. This one looked fucking weird. And I'm so excited you brought this to me to my my attention because this looks cool as hell. Yeah, does it look cool? <laughs> it does look cool. I think it looks crazy. Like, what is this? Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought this shit looks fucking terrible, man. That's the reason I'm I put like, it in what? here because it looks fucking bad. It looks bad. It <laughs> looks crazy, dude. Like, it's it's got this, like, stop motion art style to it. Uh, Spirit of the Samurai. Yeah, Spirit of the Samurai. Uh, it's got this art motion, the stop motion art style to it. It looks like a Gex game from the nineties. Remember Gex? I don't. I do remember Gex, but I don't. I don't feel that at all. I feel like it looks like a, like a two D side scrolling beat 'em up, but the graphics have like the stop motion style to them. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something very like PS One FMV about it. I do not see it. Well, the cutscenes, I can see that, but I don't know. It's like, what if, what if you made an entire game out of a PS One FMV? That's what this looks like. I don't feel that at all. You don't. You don't. Okay. No. Well, maybe it's just me. It just <laughs> looks so. It looks weird, man. It looks weird. It looks weird as shit. But I think that's kind of the appeal of it to me, at least. It looks weird, and I'm like, what is this? I want. I want to know more about it. It's probably gonna suck dick, but I want to know more about it. <laughs> I like weird shit, dude. Like weird, weird and good. Yeah, <laughs> aren't always like you know mutually exclusive, and neither is weird and bad. It's just weird, and that's that's why it's the kind of weird that I, I want to see more of it. Yeah. Um, that's uh, the spirit of the samurai. So yeah, it looks looks fucking weird. <laughs> um, that's it for uh, trailers. Let's move on to our releases. Uh, we have World of Warcraft Shadowlands coming out November 23rd. Uh, Just Dance 2021 is dropping for PS5 and Xbox Series X November 24th. Uh, we also have Star Renegades coming out November 25th on PS4. And Vigor is also coming out on PS4 September 20th. What was that? 26th? 25. Yeah. Uh, 25th, my bad. Um, it is a free loot us on the show before actually yes we did it looked okay <laughs> we yeah. saw it on the nintendo switch direct a couple months back and it looked okay um game. yeah uh then we have spirit of the north enhanced edition coming out on ps5 november 26th um spirit of the north is i mean we talked about that a little bit as well it's um kind of like an open world like artsy style game you play as a spirit fox thing I, I i know i'm doing a bad job describing it but that's that's what it is <laughs> it looks weird um that's coming out on ps5 it's already out on ps4 and xbox and i think switch too but don't quote me on that yeah i think so and uh god that is it for our show i know the uh Game Awards took up a lot of our time, but I appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with us while we talked about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, this was fun, man. Anything else you want to add? Any uh, last minute little tidbits? Um, I have Luna. I have Amazon Luna. Uh, I didn't say I didn't say that before, but I have Amazon Luna. So uh, I'm probably gonna break that out and show that off on Monday. Cool. To check out. It already has a be- it already has a better selection of games than Stadia. So. <laughs> um, I just looked at it briefly and yeah, I'm like, yeah, this, this has some stuff on it. So if you're interested in seeing what Luna is all about, we'll check that out on Monday. That'd be cool. Um, have you tried, uh, I know you tried Stadia. Have you tried, uh, Xbox X, the X cloud yet? No, cause they don't, they're teasing. They've teased a PC client for that. Oh, it's so, only on Android right now. Yeah. So whenever it comes oh, out on PC, sucks. I'll try it. Oh, that sucks. All right. <laughs> I mean, I have it. I can put it on my phone, but I don't have any way to capture that. So yeah, no, I hear you. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's gonna do it. Um, yeah, man, that's the show. Thank you again for having me. I love being on here. Yeah. Uh, gamerverse.com slash podcast gamerverse.com slash youtube gamerverse.com slash twitch gamerverse.com slash extra life still going on till the end of the year so if you guys want to contribute to extra life save some kids help some kids out uh gamerverse.com slash extra life gamerverse.com slash nugget slash nugget extra life um i don't know if nuggets got any donations um to her well, yeah. Well, she didn't do a marathon like I did. She just made a link. Yeah. But I've been pushing the link. So, gamerverse.com slash nugget, guys. Get um, get some donations out there. You got until the end of the year. Um, so, yeah. Luna, Monday. I'm also going to check out more Bug Snacks. Um, I know I didn't stream a lot this week because I was just fucking out of it. <laughs> I could, That's fine. I could not, man. So. You did a 24-hour marathon stream, dude. You deserve to take a break for a little bit. Yeah. So we'll be back on it next week. Um, Yeah. So that's going to do it. Thanks. Thank you.